You're entering a world of pain. Boy, you're in a heap of trouble. Painful, agonizing, failure. Take what you can. Give nothing back. Your entrance was good, his was better. The difference? Grab on, hate on! You can't break me down. I got gas in the tank. I got money in the bank. I got news for you, baby. You're looking at the rain. I got skin in the game. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning into Top 40 Musicals. One last time here for your list sucks. The last one, we're going to wrap it all up. We're going to have a winner. We're going to yell. We're going to cry. We're going to... No one's going to sing. Um, you're probably wondering where Matthew Chen is. Um, I am Matthew He's Chen. right here. He died. He's right here. How are you doing, Matthew? Do you think you're going to win? Yes. Love it. I take all you bitches down. I love it. Uh, bar... Yes. Uh, last week, you won? Second? Came in third. Third. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you've won one of the weeks. So I have. Do you think you're going to win tonight, and do you think you're going to win it all? Well, as this cigar would suggest, I'm here to celebrate today. Um, I'm here to celebrate coming in second place overall. Interesting. I like the... I I'm, like I'm the just here to celebrate the fact that I'm above Spence. That is a that is like well, cel- you know, that is like guy, celebrating like that you got. Right. It's like celebrating that you got out of bed. Uh, it's a Spence. celebration, nonetheless. Spence, go ahead. Do you think you're gonna win? Do you think you're gonna win the whole thing? Lose it all? What do you think? Well, here's the thing. We, I think we all know that I'm gonna lose because I'm me. Um, so I'm I've dressed up for my funeral today. The only way I can know how to. I look like a club dread member. Uh, so I'm excited to end on a low note. Well, they can they can see you in Rhode Island. Uh, Cam, do you think you're gonna win? Do you think you're gonna lose? What do you th- do? You think you're gonna win uh, the whole thing? I I don't know if I'm gonna win this week, but I know I'm not coming in last this week because Spence is here, and that's a that's a sure thing. And I think that I've got I've built up enough goodwill over the rest of this series that I think I can claim first for the whole thing. So we'll see. We shall see. All right. So one last time, if you don't know how it works, how this is gonna work, we're gonna go to ten through eight, and then we're gonna do seven through four, and we're gonna do threes and twos and ones. It's the standard format all the way through. Don't you worry about it. Matthew, you, of course, kick us off every week. Uh, you very intelligent, knowledgeable man of musicals. Uh, what is your number 10, my, Matthew? My number 10 is The Wizard of Oz. I actually know this one. Good shit. Uh, my, I've my number nine? Previously. Number nine is Mamma Mia. Oh, what? my God. No. Matthew. I've had this. It's game. fucking West Side Story 2021. <laughs> All right. Matthew, go ahead. Uh, are any of these yikes? No. Previous yikes. West Side Story is like was before. This was okay, so Spence, Spence this had that one and Barr had that one. Yeah. No one no one had the first Mamma Mia. No. And did anyone else have Wizard of Oz? Barr did. All right. So, uh, Matthew, you can start talking about the. Oh, you also did? No, no. I have a, I have a question, Mr. Yeah. Coho, sir. Uh, is this a week where we all get to talk about each other's tens, nines, and eights? Sure. We'll we'll go ahead. We'll t- everyone's going to talk about each thing in the top ten because I feel like I forgot cool. to bring that up. Uh, Matthew, go ahead. Talk about your number ten. Oh, the Wizard of Oz. 
a great fucking time. You know, you got Dorothy, you got Toto, got a bunch of those motherfuckers. <laughs> revolutionary, where it goes from black and white to fucking color and changes to all hell. Okay, fuck you got you got her battling witches and doing great shit. And you may have someone killing themselves in the background of the movie. <laughs> may or may not happen, yeah. Great fucking movie. Bar. Wizard of Oz. What am I supposed to say? Um, okay, so this is a beautiful movie. To, uh, it is uh, it, it is just the right amount of fantastical. Um, the... It, it's very whimsical and it's it reminds me of my childhood i saw this when i was young um judy garland's great uh the, her friends are all fantastic margaret hamilton probably should have gotten an oscar for that role uh at least it's a nomination and um yeah it's just a a beautiful movie to look at with fantastic music okay so how we're gonna do this for bottom part is we're gonna have the person just 10 through 8 talk about all their movies uh, and then on the individual ones who also had them, they could talk about them then too. And then I'm going to talk. And then once I'm done talking, whoever didn't have any of those bottom 10 through eights, y'all can talk very quickly about them. So, uh, Matthew, your number nine was Mamma Mia. Go ahead. Mamma Mia. I am such an expert on this movie that I'm going to let the rest of you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. West Side Story, Matthew. <laughs> now, West Side Story, mind you. Should have been number one for me, but, you know, we're going to let that slide because, you know, I, I was a little fucked up that day, so I made it my number eight. <laughs> Rachel Ziegler is fucking incredible in this goddamn movie. She, Rita Marino coming back is so fucking fantastic. The fucking dance sequences are amazing. The cinematography, as Barr would say, fucking knocks out of the park. This is the only West Side story that you need to know. It's a great fucking time. America. America. Great fucking movie. Spence, you had this as well. Go ahead. This movie fucking rocks. Uh, <laughs> I my kid hit the nail on the head. Rachel Ziegler is a revelation. Uh, her Maria is the favorite, my favorite one I've ever seen. Granted, I've only seen two others. Uh, but I think that she's just absolutely phenomenal. I think it brings a lot to the character of what I imagined when I listen to this music on its own and read the script and everything on its own. But on top of that, I also think that it has like the definitive, um, fuck, I forgot her name. Ariana DeBose is perfect. I think her and Moreno are like like the two, like that, like that is the best character in the show. But DeBose is just something special. And I think that the way that Spielberg captures the music is better than most musical directors are ever able to do. I think the America sequence is perfection. Even Maria, a song that like is not sung very well, is photographed beautifully. I think that Spielberg's camera just captures everything that's amazing about the show. And it's so close to the original film. They're probably next to each other on my actual list. I put this one slightly higher just because I do enjoy like the filmic language of modern films versus classic. And it's nothing against it. It's just what I like more. If you're like, hey, 61's better, valid. No complaints whatsoever. I just, it's so close. I get the edge to this because of my queen, Rachel Ziegler. Ambar. I had this at number 25. Um, first of all, Spence forgot the name of Anita, fake fan. Um, it's late. But <laughs> it's six o'clock. 
Yeah, I've only been up for like five hours. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's great. Um, so yes, this is very close to the original, and if you know me, spoilers. Um, but I think that uh, Spielberg did a fantastic job of doing something that a lot of modern musicals don't do very well, and that's capture dance on screen. Um, I think the choreography in this is captured very well, especially in the scene uh, of the uh, salt mill where they're having like the big rumble. That scene is shot fantastically. Mike Feist, fantastic. Um, I think Rachel Ziegler is very good. I think Ariana DeBose, while not Rita Moreno, does a fantastic job as Anita. Uh, and Rita Moreno herself, it's like the one major change they made from the original, but she's still fantastic. Yeah, Spielberg did a fantastic job recreating something I didn't think he'd be able to redo. Alan. Okay, so, Wizard of Oz. Um, I think this movie is perfect. I think this movie is like one of the all-time great classics for a reason. I think on a technical level, this is one of the most amazingly directed, conceived films technically. The sets and the visual look of this movie are incredible and still hold up almost 100 years later. My review for it when I watched it earlier, when we did picture this, uh, was that the visual effects of this movie, just the tornado moving and all the practical stuff they do, look better than things that come out today 100 years later. I think that's insane that this movie still holds up that way. Judy Garland is incredible in what is really her first major film role. Um, I also really love Frank Morgan as the wizard. I think that's an all-time great performance along like with you guys, like what you guys said, Margaret Hamilton, who should have won the Oscar for playing the Wicked Witch. Should have been nominated, should have won. I can say that pretty definitively as having seen a lot of the movies from the year. Uh, she is probably the one that should have won the most. Um, though I also love like the guy, I think his name's Ray Bolters. Yes. The, the guy who plays the Scarecrow is freaking great. He's my favorite. He's always been my favorite. The Scarecrow's been, been my favorite character in this movie since day one. Um, I think it's just a timeless story that just continues to work. And like every song is really great. Over the Rainbow is an all-time classic for a reason. That scene is literally just Judy Garland singing the song. And it is still one of the most enrapturing scenes in the movie. Um, incredible film that still holds up today. I think it earns its place as a classic and definitely a good choice to have in your top 10 musicals of all time. Uh, and on everyone's top 40, except for Cameron Holtz. And Adelaide Spence. You both don't oh, have the Wizard of Oz. You both don't have the Wizard of Oz. Why not? So two things. One, uh, as someone who has been in a stage production of the musical based on this film, um, I think that there is a lot more music in that. Uh, and I like a lot of the new music, uh, possibly even more than some of the songs that appear in the original. Okay, there's several different versions. You may be thinking of the wrong version, Spence, because there's like eight different musicals of The Wizard of Oz. Interesting decision to go to the. Um, also, yeah, this the is Weber a movie that weird. I. This is a movie that I respect more than I necessarily love. I think like you cannot deny its importance in the history of film. You cannot deny the things that are great about it. It's just one that I never have personally loved, uh, and so it didn't end up making my list. Spence, you weirdly hate The Wizard of Oz because you think Wicked is ruining it. Why? Hey, I didn't say I hated it. I agree. I agree with everything Cameron Holtzman said. I respect it more than I like it. I think I just, I just think there's some films out there that I have no like technical issues with. It just doesn't grip me. Like you love it, cool, no complaints. 
I don't. That being said, Wicked is better. Uh, if, there, if, there, if there was a Wicked Pro Shop, it would make my list, and this wouldn't. And that's really the only difference. Well, next year, if we do top four, or in two years, if we do top 40 musicals, it can take up two spots on your list. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So, you're number nine. Uh, Matthew, it's Mamma Mia. I know this man. Full disclosure, I have never seen either Mamma Mia film prior to the series. I we should get the fuck on that then. I double featured them for the series. And I went into Mamma Mia with no knowledge of Mamma Mia, really. I have never seen Mamma Mia. I've never, whatever. Oh. And I thought this was really bad. Um, I did not yeah. enjoy Mamma Mia. Um, I think everyone in it is like having fun, but I think it uses ABBA's music poorly. None of the sequences are filmed in a way where I am enjoying the musical numbers. It feels very small. Like the movie itself feels very contained and small, which is weird for a story that is like, we're on this Greek island trying to figure out who my dad is. I think the cast has like a really well cast group, but like they're not given good material. Like I think Colin Firth and Pierce and uh, Pierce Brosnan and Stellan Skarsgård are all really fun, but they're not used well. Um, I I think that this movie's not great all the way around. Did not like it, and uh, I frankly putting in your top ten musicals of all time, uh, Matthew, I think is a huge huge mistake. This would not sniff a top forty musicals list for me, let alone your top ten. So bad. The other three of you. Mamma Mia wasn't on your list. Why? So, it, go ahead. No, no, no. You have, no we're going to save Spence for last. Go ahead. Yeah. So, to, to paraphrase a D-list internet celebrity's take on this movie, this is kind of the equivalent of 40, 50-year-old women's going, the entire time. Um, none of the musical scenes are any good. Pierce Brosnan can't sing to save his life uh and thank god later on down the line meryl streep would get better because if we were judging it solely off of her performance in here awful um and there's nothing about any of these characters that have this deep emotional resonance that i really connect to other than amanda seyfried's character and even then not enough for me to care about her uh oh Holtzman, are you back yeah i'm here Go ahead, Mamma Mia. Why, why is not on uh, Yeah, this, like, I think on the original draft of my list that I sent you, this was, like, 39. And it was just because I was, like, not willing to put... And that was at a time where I wasn't putting pro shots on my list. Um, and I just really needed to hit 40. Uh, and I put something I was more familiar with. Yeah, I don't think this is, like, terrible by any means. I think there's fun to be had with it. Um yeah, multiple of the characters and actors can't sing. Notably, Streep is bad in this. Um, Brosnan, not good. Firth, not good. Skarsgård, not good. Seyfried, Cooper, Baranski, and Walters are carrying this on their four shoulders. Uh, and even then, Baranski gets arguably the worst musical number in the, sh in the film with Does Your Mother Know, which is just really creepy and weird. Um but yeah, I think there is some fun, like, I think the story outside of the music is kind of fun and kind of interesting to see how it goes. Um, that being said, there is a different movie that is very similar in concept to this film. 
Um, I won't name it, and you all don't know what movie I'm talking about for sure. Um, but there's a different, very similar movie that I think improves on what this movie is going for in every way. Um, but I'm not legally allowed to talk about that yet. House of Gucci. Well, there's uh, Simon House of Gucci. Go ahead. It is one of the biggest pieces of dog shit you could have added to your list. This movie is fundamentally flawed in the fact that its cast cannot fucking sing. Like, yes, the four people that hold the message are good, but they should not be the, like, if, like, if they're your worst people in a musical, that's a good sign. If they're your best, you have a fucking problem. I don't think they're amazing. I think they're good. Uh, Bar Single Dot Street, she's great in Into the Woods. She's pretty good in Ricky and the Flash. This is one of the worst musical performances I've ever seen put to film. I don't understand how this is higher than movies like The Fucking Apple which are fundamentally better constructed and well-written musicals than this. I adore ABBA. This is like shitting on their graves if they were dead. They're alive. But like if, the, if you shit on their graves, it's this movie. <laughs> I think that's the best quote of the show. It's the, this is shitting at ABBA's grave. They're alive, but it's still. Uh, all right. And, still, they're dead. Uh, and West Side Story 2021. Um, I rewatched this post-theater uh, back when I was running through the movies prior to the Oscars again, giving them all fresh rewatches. And I liked it more on the second watch. I think this movie is really well made by Spielberg. I think it's a great movie. Um, I don't think it's as good as 61. I think that they're close. I think 61's a better movie. Um, I do think Ariana Bose is incredible. Um, I would not call her better than Rita Moreno, but I think she's incredible. I think that uh, Mike Feist is... And Rachel Zegler are the only two performances in this movie that are better than the people that are in the original movie version of them. Um, I think Feist is Oscar-worthy, like really great in this movie. I also think Rachel Zegler is really great in this movie. I think the big fatal flaws I have for this movie are the rearranging of the songs back to the stage order. I think that really hurts it. I don't think it works well. I think G Officer Krupke is fun. I think it's a fun number done pretty well, but I don't like it, the changes that they made to it as much as the way they execute it in the original. I think I Feel Pretty kills the entire momentum of the film by going back to the placement that they have it, and I think Rachel Zegler sings it okay. Like, I think that she doesn't actually do the song super well, but I also don't think it's a great song. I also will be honest with you, I think that Blue is one of the worst songs in musical theater, and it's bad in both versions, and somehow it's worse in this version than 61. Uh, anyway, uh, also, the most laughable scene ever is when yeah. he finds out that he, what he thinks is Maria is dead. Yeah. And so Elgort's performance in this movie is not good. He's not yeah. like the devil in film, I don't think. Like he's like the no, worst. No, he's just the devil in real life. You're right. But I don't think he's the worst. I don't think he's like the worst thing about this film. Yeah, I see. I don't think he's the worst thing ever in this film. I think he's okay. I still think he's the worst element of the film. Um, but I do think the movie's really great. I would agree America is actually improved upon in this. I came around on America. I think America yeah. is one of the all-time great musical numbers. I think it is an all-time great musical number, both versions. But, but again, we'll get to it later. But I do think America is really well done in this. Um, David Alvarez is not great. Anyway. Uh, oh, fuck, fuck you. Fuck he's you. Not better than George he's Spears. so good. He's, he's not, not better. Better, Spears, though. Not better, better, than better I'll give you. He is good. He is really good. He's okay. Also, um, Josh Andres Rivera. Chino is amazing in this. Chino's I great. need you to stop talking because it's not your pick. Uh, you. But yes, that's – we'll save We'll uh, save further thoughts about West Side Story later. Uh, Holtzman, go. Uh, yeah, I, I think – 
I set a rule for myself that I wouldn't put more than one version of the same musical on my list because that's boring and I would be talking, especially on a movie like this, almost everything is to a degree fundamentally the same aside from the cast. Um, and it'd get really boring talking about the same thing twice. I like the other version more. I think the other version is a better movie. That being said, this is still very good. I agree with the sentiments of Rachel Ziegler and Ariana DeBose both being fantastic. Uh, I love how Hollywood has decided to continually criminally underuse Brian Darcy James and absolutely yes. we put him in a musical and then don't let him sing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Why? Anyway, um, free flag wave. But anyway. you know, they uh they they put Broadway's Shrek into 2021's West Side Story and that's the world we live in. So um yeah. All right. So Bad, uh, Brad, we hi. are we are gonna move on to Andrew Barr, 10 through 8, go. Get ready for the 10 to be Ike's. Hamilton. That's my nine. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that uh, is a yikes. That is a yikes. Uh, I know Matthew yikes. yikes it last week. That and is a yikes. Uh, sorry, Matthew. Yes, that is a yikes. Uh, bar your nine. My nine is an American in Paris. Right, this is where it ends. Cool. Is it? And Are we sure, number. Matthew? Matthew does not have an American in Paris. Okay. So and my number eight, uh, get ready for the pretentious hack to come out. It's the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. That is a yikes yeah. for Matthew. Yeah! So go ahead and lull. We'll Matthew, Matthew's Matthew all about that French shit. Matthew <laughs> is all about that French <laughs> shit, baby. Go ahead. All about it. Uh, give him a baguette and a beret. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, so, an American in Paris, which is weird considering Matthew didn't have the musical that's set in Paris, but whatever. Uh, so, an American in Paris. Um, this is one of the most beautiful looking musicals of all time. Uh, I think that Gene Kelly and Leslie Caron, uh, are fantastic in this. And there was a real bad echo. Um, I think that the Gershwin's songs are fantastic. Uh, George Gershwin's music in this, some of his best music he ever made, um, I like all the supporting characters. And then, most importantly, you have the dream ballet at the end, which is one of the greatest scenes ever just put to film, period. Uh, it is gorgeous. That and uh, I Got Rhythm. Man, I, I love that scene as well. Uh, it's a very fun, charming, delightful musical. Holtzman, you had this last week. Go ahead and talk about it. Uh, yeah, this was my 12 I love this movie i was lucky enough to actually get to see it in the theater last year on the big screen and that this movie is just so beautiful to look at and to see all of it but especially the dream ballet sequence in a big screen format was absolutely incredible um yeah gene kelly is fantastic uh in the lead role just super charismatic super fun uh his chemistry with leslie karen is absolutely amazing just like such a believable couple between the two of them um this movie has so much heart to it uh the i got rhythm sequence is just so like lovely and charming where it's him going around singing with the local children and just like being a really nice guy um 
obviously there's the dream ballet one of the greatest endings to any film ever an absolutely beautiful beautiful sequence um i think a super underrated scene in this uh movie is the swonder as the wonderful uh yeah. song just because of the context in which that song takes place in which both of them are singing about how in love they are with the woman they love blissfully unaware that they are in love with the same woman and their friend is sitting there the whole time with a shit-eating grin on his face because <laughs> he knows that they're both in love with the same woman is such a great scene and is so much fun um yeah just a really really fun really lovely movie uh yeah I thought this was okay. Um, I think visually this movie is gorgeous. I think like great costumes, great use of color. I think it's directed well. I would say, go so far as say, I enjoyed myself watching it. I didn't quite see what y'all saw. I thought the music was like good. I thought it was fine. I think the Dream Ballet is the only scene in this movie that I think is like incredible stuff. Um, I think Gene Kelly's quite good, but I wouldn't call the romance extremely like believable. I mean, just. At least to me, it made me have to go look because she looks like she's 12. And then I went and looked it up, and there's a 19-year age difference between the two leads. So it's a That's little a creepy, and it's kind of visually creepy. It took me out of it personally. Um, on the whole, I won't destroy y'all for having it on your list. I think in the top 10 is a little crazy. I think number 12 is even a little high. Um, I didn't like love this the way you I still think it's a good movie. I liked it. I think there's moments to love. If we were doing a top 40 musical numbers sequence, then having like the Dream Ballet or any of the numbers you mentioned would be acceptable inclusions, uh, maybe lower down the list. Dream Ballet in the top 10 musical numbers, maybe. But like, I, I don't think the movie as a cohesive whole unit deserves to be on the top 10 musicals of all time list. Matthew and Spence, have you seen An American in Paris? And what are your thoughts? I have seen it. Gene Kelly. It's good. Story's all right. Overall, it's pretty good fucking movie. I've seen it many a year ago. I'm going to watch it again in like two weeks. Three weeks. Cover the math works out. I did not like it when I first saw it. I mean, like the Dream Ballet, it goes on too fucking long. Uh, I am really open to having a new opinion because I probably would like this on the rewatch. We will see. Uh, Plug, 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 plug. Curse your inability to not pay attention for something for more than two minutes. Oh, hey, bar, wait, Speaking wait. Pay attention to things for more than two minutes. Adelaide Spence, you're up 10 through 8. Let's go. I will say right now, I have looked at this list. I would have restructured it. Everything in the top 10 would still be there. It'd be in a different order. That thing to my number 10, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I believe Cameron Holtzman had this uh, as his 40. My nine is <laughs> Hamilton, which has been yikes. Yes, and my eight is 1954's A Star is Born. Okay. Matthew, has go ahead and talk about it. Matthew also had A Star is Born yes. at number what? It was number... It was, uh, I think, last week? It was last week. It was his number, I'm looking. I want to say like 14. 15. 15. Close. Hey, uh, go ahead, Spence. Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror is just something so special. I don't think any film has garnered the kind of following this has created. And I'll admit right now, it is this high off of elements beyond the film. I think that being said, this is still favorite films, not best musicals. We're not boring. 
And I think that something is just so inherently special about what this has created, where every time I watch the film or I think about it or I revisit certain scenes, I think about all the experiences I've had around the film. And I think that also beyond that, it's created such like this special narrative of pushing these strange and queer voices to the mainstream, having this really big popular thing that's so weird and out there. I think that's magic. And beyond that, I think also all of the songs are great. I think even with like that element of cheat, I just I still think that there's even there's still that like element of hearts to um, Brad and Janet singing to each other at the church. I think that's a lot of fun. Time Warp is one of the most iconic songs in musical theater history. That's incredible. I just think this is just this is so this is incredible. I love it to fucking pieces. Uh, also, there's like an orgy in it, which is like Pog. I had this uh, at also, forty. Go ahead. go ahead. This was my forty. And I will say, movies entered my list after my initial draft. On my initial draft, this was 40. And it was locked there, and it wasn't going to move. Because I think this movie is kind of terrible. This is not a good movie. But I put it at 40 because the experience of seeing this movie in very specific contexts is very good, very entertaining, and makes it better. That being said, I still admit, not very good. I think Tim Curry is great. I think some of the music is catchy. I think the plot is absolute garbage fire trash. 40, where it belongs. Thank you, Your Honor. Better than American Paris. Okay. Counterpoint, no. <laughs> Counterpoint, no. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to Spence's uh, eight, because then we'll wrap back around. So go ahead and talk about it. A star was born. Uh, back to the Wizard of Oz. I think Judy Garland is one of the greatest talents to ever grace the screen. And this is her at her best, in my opinion. I think there is just such a unique element to her that I think that she just leans into here. And I just I just I I just rewatched because I was like, I want, I need Garland. I think that she is just so enigmatic on screen. And this, to me, is the peak of her. Of When you see every single scene that Esther or Vicky is acting in, and the way that she just, she captures the screen in every musical number that she's in, even little dialogue scene when, she, when, she, when she's accepting her Oscar, she radiates just talent and joy and beauty in a way that no other person in the history, I think, has besides maybe maybe Audrey Hepburn. It's just brilliant. And I also think that her relationship with Norman Wayne, with James, with James Mason, is beautiful and heartbreaking. It is one of the most engaging fucking things on the planet. And it's just so heart-wrenching to see everything build up and come crashing down in the worst way possible. But it's also, the music here is amazing. I think The Man That Got Away is one of the single greatest songs ever written, and that is carried by Judy Garland's perfect performance of it. It's amazing. And this is a movie that I recommended over and over and over, because not only do I think it's one of the best it's one of the best movies with one of the best music ever. I think it's also one of the best movies about movies. And you want to see, hey, what was Hollywood like? This is an amazing time taking that in. Okay. Uh, Matthew, you had this. We're going to talk about it. So, a star was born. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. That's that all that needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk about Mark Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Cameron. This movie is not a good movie. It's also not a bad movie. I think the music in it is actually really good. I think the music in Rocky Horror is, on the whole, I think a really good soundtrack. I think Tim Curry is giving a great performance in it. Um, I think the story is really weak. But I would agree, watching this live in, like, Howler screenings and Shadowcast screenings is the definitive way to watch it and makes it a much more fun experience. Um, putting it on a top 40 is not an invalid choice. I think Cameron made the right call putting it at 40 to recognize it. I think that's a great choice. I think putting in the top 10 is asinine. I think that's a terrible decision. Um, I, can, I can understand why people enjoy it, but on the quality of the film, it's the film is liked for things that the film cannot control and are not about the film. So that's why I would never sniff a top 20 musicals list with Rocky Horror. I think number 40 at 40 on a top 40 is a valid place. Uh, Matthew and Barr, thoughts on Rocky Horror quickly. Matthew. Tim Curry and Richard O'Brien are fantastic in this, and Meatloaf just comes in to fucking bend everyone over. Good shit. Okay. I stand by. If I need an outside source to enjoy your movie, your movie's not good. Um, I have never understood the love for Time Warp. I think that it's a mid-song. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... I think most of the songs in this musical are mid. Um, I think Tim Curry is doing a fantastic performance. I think he's clearly the best part. But this is a story where it's like, oh, this happens. And then this happens. And how about this? And they're just throwing shit against the wall. So if you like it, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for liking it. But I don't think it's good. Okay. Uh, Matthew, did you talk about Rocky Horror? Yes, and I judge Bar on using mid. Okay. Uh, a Star is Born. Not the best version of A Star is Born that exists. Uh, I think that this movie is okay. Too good. Um, the music in it is good. I'm also going to persecute you because this is absolutely flat out not a musical. This movie is not a musical in any way, shape, form, or definition of the word musical. It is a music film. I don't know why it's classified as a musical on IMDb, but that is a terrible call because there's not one diegetic musical sequence in the entire film. Um, no, 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 it's only diegetic. So you're looking for non-diegetic. Non-diegetic, whatever you mean. <laughs> anyway, thank you for helping me out. Uh, but uh, I will say James Mason and Judy Garland are both phenomenal performances within it. They are two great performances. But this is not a musical, and having it at number eight, immediately is an insane decision you are more valid putting all that jazz on your list than this version of a star is born or any version of a star is born because all four versions are not musicals they are all music films and even then if you're going to put a non-music non-musical music film on your top 10 you picked the wrong version of a star is born you just did you picked the wrong version of a star is born because the cooper gaga one is significantly better anyway but hear me out. You is that one a musical on IMDb? Hey, this isn't fan zone. You don't get to talk. All right. You already Fuck talked. You. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to throw it quickly to the uh, – Matthew already talked uh, because he said the greatest thing about Star Wars whatever. Uh, Barr and Holtzman, quickly, thoughts on a Star Wars Very quickly. I haven't seen it. Great. Holtzman, have you seen it? Oh, uh, man. You know, a star sure was – I haven't seen it. <laughs> Great. Cameron Holtzman, take us on a journey through 10 through 8. 
Absolutely. Uh, my number 10, I think I'm going to talk about all three of my things here. My number 10 is Rocket Man. <laughs> Bar yeah, had that, and I believe... Matthew. I had it as well in my 30s. Ben's had it. Matthew oh. did not have it, so we're good. My number nine is an uphill battle in the Is It a Musical front, but I don't care. It is Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And my number eight is Across the Universe. Cool. Talk about them. Yeah. Uh, so, Rocket Man, Lighting Cue. Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. Uh, I love the music of Elton John. Uh, he is my father's favorite artist of all time. And so I listened to a lot of Elton John growing up. Because when you're a kid, you listen to what your parents like. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I think this is a really fantastic movie. I think the way it takes this music and uses it to tell the story of Elton John's life is fantastic. Especially with these things that, like, as someone my age who wasn't really alive when most of the things were happening, you wouldn't know from where Elton John is now. Um, I think Taron Edgerton is brilliant as Elton John. I think he's absolutely fantastic, but you also have great supporting performances from Richard Madden, from Jamie Bell. Um, <clears throat> I think just the actual performances of the music are great. The Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting sequence is fantastic. Uh, the way it uses the framing device of him being in rehab is really, really well done. Um, just an all-around really, really solid movie that I have next to zero knocks against besides Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. Uh, I, have sense, but... yeah. I have this at 19. I have this at 19. I think that Taron Edger... I think Bohemian Rhapsody did a lot of harm for the year after for the Oscars. Because if Rami Malek didn't win, Taron Edgerton would be getting his Oscar nomination, which he rightfully deserved. Um... I think that the honky cat sequence is personally my favorite scene. The way that Dexter Fletcher directs that scene is incredible. Um, and I think that it's just, I love Elton John's music. I think the framing device is fantastic. And I think that it was a really good move to have the only song that Bernie Taupin sings in this musical be his favorite song he's ever written. I think that was a really nice touch. So yeah. This is just an incredible biopic that should have gotten a lot more, you know, <laughs> award award worthy praise. Uh, go ahead, Spencer. Is that bubble? Okay. Uh, this movie's good. It's very nice, very fun, very rewatchable. I don't, I don't have a lot of very intense feelings about it. That being said, I think it's one of. I don't know. If, I don't know if fun's quite the right word. It's just it's a very easy movie to watch. And I find myself revisiting it or certain scenes from it a lot more than other musicals that I have below it. Even though, even, though, even if I don't think those are like slightly better movies, I wouldn't call it top 10 overall. I think there's significantly better movies you guys have below this. But I still think like having it on the list, especially high, is valid. Uh, okay. Uh, Holtzman, we're going to keep going through to your nine and eight. And we'll Absolutely. Number nine, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, new lighting cue. Uh, I don't have them for all of these, but I prepared some. Um, yeah, I. I very much am in the camp, or at least used to be, I would argue a lot about whether or not this was a musical. Um, but A, I made the choice that I would rather talk about something that I'm passionate about than something I'm 100% in the camp of. This is without question a musical. 
Uh, but the more and more I thought about it, the more that I felt this counts at least enough that it warrants a spot on the list. And it's something that I'm really passionate about and that I really love. So I wanted to bring it up. Um, I think that John Cameron Mitchell's performance as Hedwig should go down as one of the all-time great performances in a musical or music film, depending on how you want to dictate this. Uh, he is just absolutely fantastic. And the pain that he brings to this role uh, as a character that he created himself uh, and directing himself in this is fantastic. Uh, I think the actress who plays uh, Hedwig's husband is also really fantastic. Uh, I think that Michael Pitt as, uh, as Tommy Gnosis gives a really great performance. Uh, there's so many great songs in this. Um, like Origin of Love is just an absolutely beautiful, beautiful song. And the number that goes along with it of the whole animated sequence, like depicting the events described in the in the song is beautiful. Uh, the entire third act where it moves into this like non-literal space that is in Hedwig's head uh, where you're getting these numbers and these performances. Um, and it's just all this non-literal music and uh, all of that is really, really interesting and really intriguing to watch. Um, the wig in a box sequence is absolutely fantastic. The uh, opening number of Angry Inch is great. Just a fantastic movie. I know I'll probably get dinged a bit on it not fully being a musical and falling probably more into the camp of a music film, but I know there's enough non-diegetic and non-literal stuff that it counts to me. All right, and you're number eight. Uh, my number eight is Across the Universe. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies, uh, but my top ten, I tried to balance out between things that I think are objectively better and things that are my favorite. Um, so this fell at number eight. I still absolutely adore this movie. I think, full disclosure, Tamor is not everyone's director. In fact, I think she is not most people's director, uh, but she absolutely works for me in this movie. Her visual style is fantastic. I think the way that she is able to weave all of these different independent stories together is really, really well done. I think Jim Sturgis gives a great performance as Jude. I think Evan Rachel Wood as Lucy is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Joe Anderson as Max is maybe my favorite performance in the movie uh, with the I want you scene uh, being probably my favorite scene in the movie just with the, the production design and the visual effects and everything in the scene. Um, there's so much fun and heartbreak to be found in this. Uh, the Let It Be sequence is legitimately beautiful and incredibly well done. Uh, but then you have like, I've just seen a face and with a little help from my friends that are both really beautiful. Um, yeah, this movie gets very messy at points, but I love it so much that I'm willing to look past those flaws because I think it's just that well done and it speaks to me really well. Okay. So... Rocketman. I love Rocketman. I think this movie is great. I think that Dexter Fletcher directs this incredibly. I think the music of Elton John is used incredibly well. There are some phenomenal musical sequences from the bitches back at the start to I'm still standing at the end. I think Saturday Night's All Right is one of the greatest musical numbers put to film. Uh, it is done super well. I also love Honky Cat. That's also been one of the ones that I've loved the most from within the film. Um, obviously, the Rocketman sequence itself is great. Um, and I think that Taron Edgerton was robbed of an Oscar nomination in 2019 because he's phenomenal. Brilliant year for Oscar movies and for performances. Edgerton should have been top of the pack. Um, I also really love 
um, Richard Madden and Jamie Bell's performances. Uh, I think they're both really, really good. Uh, I think it's really funny that Dexter Fletcher directed two music biopics featuring the character of John Reed, played by two different people in the span of six months. Uh, and that I mean, I know, I know he, I only, I know he finished the principal photography. I mean, he didn't do the whole thing. About human it's just funny that Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man both have the same character played by two different contexts. Both bad guys. Um, but love Rocket Man. I think this is a very worthy inclusion in the top ten musicals of all time. I know it's very recent, but it's still, I think, one of the greatest musicals I've ever seen. One of my favorite, at least. So I think this is an incredible inclusion, both in the top forty and in the top ten. Uh, so uh, Matthew and Spence thoughts, or Spence, you already talked about Rocket Man. Matthew, thoughts on Rocket Man. Rockman, you know, is a fun movie. I'm Still Standing is a great way to end it. And yeah, Taron Edgerton is fucking great as Elton John. Okay. Hedrick and the Angry Inch. Um, you're right. It's a huge gray area, whether it is a musical and whether it's not. I think that you are right that there are a couple of spaces where you can argue that it is a non-diegetic musical number. Um, that it is in a that because of the non-literal spaces and the different things that are happening, the different animated sequences that are happening, there's enough room to wiggle within the actual perspective of Hedwig that you can make a case for it being a musical. Um, with that, I just didn't love the movie. I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't even really like a lot of the songs. I think that a lot of the songs sound very similar, um, which is my biggest issue. I do love the actual Angry Inch song. I think that's a great number. Um, I do think John Cameron Mitchell is really, really good in the movie. Um, but I don't think the movie surrounding that performance is as good as his performance. Um, so I would not put this in the top 10 musicals of all time. I think that's a little high. I think more in the 30s range is where I would mostly accept a Hedwig inclusion. I think top 10, way too high. Uh, you three, quick on Hedwig. I haven't seen it. Matthew. So Nazario, who you all know who I've met a few times, <laughs> talked about this on his top 100 and I thought this was an animated movie the entire time he was talking about it and then I watched it and I went it's pretty good you thought this was Earwig and the Witch Earwig and the Witch yes I did I have a lot of very complicated feelings about this movie for a lot of reasons I have been meaning to revisit it but in memory, I like Mitchell and I like one song. Everything else is very like hazy in a good and bad way. Okay. Is it because you're from Ireland? Is that from, yeah? Ireland. <laughs> uh, Across the Universe is a movie where I love individual moments of it a lot. There are some great individual musical numbers. I think that it's a great soundtrack. I think a jukebox musical with Beatles music sounds like a home run. There's a reason why things like Yesterday and Across the Universe sound like great ideas. I enjoy Yesterday and Across the Universe about the same level. I like them. I think they're fun. I would not go so far as to call them great. Um, I would say this is a fine top 40 inclusion and a bad top 10 inclusion because I think this never comes together as strongly as some of the in, as the individual parts you have. I think Hey Jude is actually a really fun number. No, I don't think I just don't think that the rest of the movie as a whole is as good as Hey Jude. Like I just I think it never quite comes together in a super promising way. So I got to say Okay, this. but what about the song Come Together? <laughs> uh, I think Across the Universe is a bad inclusion on the top 10. A okay lower top 40 pick, but in the top 10 nuts uh the rest of you guys across the universe thoughts i've seen half of it 
and I hated it. So I don't oh. know how I'll finish it. <laughs> I'll just point to my comment. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Gamer wasn't Spider-Man's director either. That's actually a good one. Oh, that's a good comment. I'll give you a, I'll give you five comedy points. Uh, Matthew, have you seen Across the Universe? They definitely went Across the Universe. You're absolutely correct. All right. Uh, so with that, we're now in seven through fours. Uh, we are back to the normal format of the show going forward. Uh, so we're back to Matthew. Matthew, what is your seven? Number seven is... Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, it was already ice. Uh, all right. What's your number yeah. six, Matthew? My number six is what the fuck is. Hamilton. All right. I believe this is where it ends. It's time to talk yes. about Hamilton. Matthew, go ahead and start. Play the clip. Do I have a clip anymore? Play the clip. Do I have the clip anymore? I don't think, think you have the clip. I don't think I have the clip anymore. No. Play a clip. Play a clip. Jesus Christ. Superstar. Go ahead. <laughs> Matthew, talk about Hamilton. <laughs> Well, Hamilton, you know, has some great shit about the U.S. in it. <laughs> who, has, who has Hamilton the next highest? Uh, Spence does. Spence, go ahead and talk about Hamilton. This movie is great. Uh, at the, I, I will say, I knew the pro shot was coming for a while, so I avoided listening to any songs from Hamilton, knowing anything about it, and then about, about some old fucks who created America. And holy shit. It was great. I think this is like almost a no skip contract. And there's one song I don't like really love. But other than that, I think it's just incredible how Lynn was able to create such like a full musical with such like I haven't seen a lot of musicals with as strong an ensemble as this, in the sense that I think every character feels unique and has their own story and numbers that benefit them, whereas other musicals I think fail in that department. I think that this is just a really compelling story. As someone doesn't doesn't like American history a whole lot, I think that he was able to to create such like a, a compelling, uh, full vision. Uh, most cast is fucking amazing. They are perfectly cast, and I love everything they're doing here. Uh, that being said, I think I'm also the only person here kind of in their top 100 movies of all time as well. Can I get like bonus points for that? That'd be that'd be, uh, that'd be nice. Appreciate that. I do appreciate. Yeah. That. Put the pandering clip. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. Let me. I, it's hard to do the clips when you're not backstage. The textbook pandering. All right. Uh, who bar? Talk about him. Yeah. So first of all, I want to call bullshit. Spence having never listened to any of the songs when it was. I know. Like I have. I actively avoided it. I actively avoided it. I, I will oh, say I knew a pro first... shot was coming out when it when it was released like six years. Emotional. Damn it. As a person who talks musicals with Spence a lot, Spence is aggressive at not taking my suggestions because they refuse to listen to a musical if they can't watch it because they're they're annoying. What the? F I prefer visual medium than audible, audible ones. What about okay. this visual medium? Um, <laughs> so you talk about Hamilton for the love of God. So yes, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda made an amazing musical um this is actually kind of the closest to shakespeare we're gonna get because uh it's very close to that style just through hip-hop um i love american history i think the detail they went into putting into both hamilton and burr as people is incredible um leslie odom jr is so good uh and I, I love all of these characters. Guns and Ships is just 
<laughs> an incredible moment. Um, yeah, uh, I can't really go into much more that the others have not said. Cameron Holton. To paraphrase the great Vito Corleone, I don't believe in America. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know shit about who Alexander Hamilton was before this musical was a thing. As, my, um, as were most people. I'm from Canada. I barely knew anything about Thomas Jefferson. I couldn't name John Adams if you asked me to. Um, but then again, this musical barely can either. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, who is James Madison? Um, but I really like this. Um, uh, I had this the lowest of anyone I had it at 14. And I'll be honest, I think part of why it is lower is because I haven't seen the pro shot in a while. But I did see it live two months ago, and the cast was eh, uh, if I'm being honest, at least compared to the original cast. What did he say? The, the Broadway Across Canada cast was not amazing because I saw mostly the alternates. I think okay. still it's a really strong show. Uh, I think it does a successful job of making me interested in things about American history, which is a thing that should not happen. Um, yeah, I think Lynn is great. Odom is great. Uh, Diggs is fantastic. Uh, Groff is really fun in his uh, small little parts that he has. Um, Sue is good. Um, yeah, just the whole cast is doing a fantastic job in the roles that they're given. Um, Ariana DeBose showing up in the background um, as the bullet that killed Alexander Hamilton and then going on to win an Oscar later. Um, yeah, it's a great show. Uh, great musical. Nothing I can say hasn't been said by Caleb Marianne Coho. So, so congratulations to you all for doing the right thing and having this on your list. Uh, Matthew has the highest, so he gets the biggest props. Um, but this, I think, should be number one. I think this is the greatest musical Talking. ever made. Wow. Period. Full stop. End of sentence. I think Hamilton this is the is greatest thing to happen. I think that Hamilton is the greatest thing to happen in musical theater. And I think that that's genuinely just like that. I can't, I can't fully describe the genius of Hamilton in a way that does it justice. I think this musical is brilliant. I think the way that it has, it's a full experience. It is a full experience that this film gives you. From the moment it starts to the moment it ends when you have had at least four different great breakdowns emotionally weeping at the at the work of the show. Um, I think that I think that there are so many moments in this that make you want to cheer, that make you want to cry, that make you want to yell. I think Lynn wrote something beautiful. There's a reason this won the Pulitzer Prize. I think it's one of the most well-constructed stories ever. I think that one of my favorite moments in musicals at all period is Yorktown. I think that number is just an incredible celebration and a great moment. And I think that the best, I think the, there's so much that Lynn puts into the show that makes it special um, down to each character. When he wrote these characters out, just as people and personalities, he also gave them distinct genres and styles of rap. Every person is rapping in a different era or a different style or like a different artist. Um, and that also goes into telling you more about who they are. Hercules Mulligan has this like very like old school style of just like 
gruff and tough and not the most intricate ideas. Um, but he, but he ends up being like one of the most important people to making it work. And Hamilton being like Eminem style, just like super fast and lots of ideas and very extreme and intricate uh, patterns to his rhymes. I just show off his intelligence. Whereas Burr, when he first starts, is this very like somber ballad singing. And when he gets into the room where it happens, he starts rapping. Finally, um, he actually starts like rapping, rapping with the rest of the group. The room where it happens being the sort of like dance hall style. And same thing with Jefferson. When he first sh shows up, it's like 80s rap, very slow. And as it ramps up, it ramps up to the next scene where he actually like is going toe to toe with Hamilton. I just think it's a brilliant show all the way around. And the performance that I always have loved, like deeply, sincerely loved that people have never really given a whole lot of credit to is Christopher Jackson as George Washington. I think that's one of the most marvelous performances in Broadway and one of the best performances in that cast. I think that his performance of One Last Time will always gut me and destroy me. Um, I think it's a brilliant performance vocally. Um, and he just gives that regal nature that you need for George Washington, um, but also is able to show him as a very human person. Um, yeah, this cast, like you guys said, throughout brilliant music, brilliant. The actual filmed movie of it is incredible. You can see Disney Plus. If you've never watched it, please watch it. It's amazing. Uh, I have seen it 23 times and counting. Uh, it no, is, that's called a problem. It is a problem, but it's an amazing problem. Would you rather be, be out there doing crack? <laughs> I could be doing crack, but instead I'm watching it's less than 23 times, maybe, yeah. It's a, oh, wow, okay. It's a great problem. It's a great problem Watch to have, damn it. 23 times or do crack five times. Anyway, anyway. What uh, is short? Great inclusion. Good on all of you for having Hamilton. It is by far, I think, the greatest musical ever made. So, uh, Matthew, you're number five. And number five is singing in the rain. Yikes. Yeah. Is yikes. All right, your number four, Matthew. My number four is the umbrellas of Sherwood. He's is, is this where it ends, or is it just get yikes? Is that it? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's this is where it ends. Yeah, this is where it ends. All right, let's talk about the umbrellas of Sherwood. Matthew, talk about the umbrellas of Sherwood. Okay, so. What's great about this is it's got umbrellas. Umbrellas are badass because they keep you from getting wet. Great fucking move. Brilliant. Uh, who else has the umbrellas to share more? I did. Okay. It is my uh, just you. Oh, Spence also has it. Okay. Uh, so I I love I this movie. Sure. It is one of the most visually gorgeous films I've ever seen. The use of color in this is phenomenal uh i think the the two leads are absolutely fantastic in this really heartbreaking piece about love and separation um i think that the music is incredible and especially the song i will wait for you i think that is just one of the best songs written for musical theater uh or uh, musical films i should say and that ending is one of the most emotional scenes I've ever seen in a film. It's kind of heart-wrenching, but it's touching in a way, and there's like hope, but there's sadness, and it, 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 it it's an overflowing of emotion, the ending of this film. Um, yeah, this is, I think, just one of the most visually and emotionally beautiful films I've ever seen. 
I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I think the actual language of turning film into an opera is really interesting and really engaging. And the film just struck me in such a special way when I first saw it. It's just been long enough that I have really good memories with it. I just don't have a very strong opinion about what makes it great other than Catherine Deneuve and the man. Because who cares about him? Because it's Catherine Deneuve. Uh, I, I I do really like this. It's I would have stronger opinions if I had seen it sometime in the past five years. Yeah, so the Umbrella's of Cherbourg. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's good. I think it's really pretty. Um, I don't... I would be lying if I said that I could sing you a song from it, and I literally, like, have just seen it. Um, well, you can't I, speak French. Well, are they so. in French? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I couldn't hum it to you either. Like, that's my issue. It's like, I, the music to me just doesn't grip me. Um, but yeah, it's, I think the story is sweet. I think the performances are good. I think the ending is great. Um, yeah, I think the movie's good. Uh, really good, actually. I enjoy it. Uh, Holtzman. Uh, I wanted to watch this before we had to finalize our our list, but then Warzone matches got set up, and I wanted to help us knock teams out in round one of the teams tournament. So I didn't have the time. So do I get points for that? I'll have to watch. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so now we go to bar for your seven through four. Yes, so my number seven is uh, the lion king. That could not have been right. What did he that say? Is, oh. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of the words you saying are not not cool. Uh, Koho, I hate to break it to you, but he said it was not Singyobo and not the Lion King, so you got the card wrong. <laughs> what did you say? The Kimba the White Lion? God. Uh, okay. Uh, did anyone else have the Lion King? Let me make sure Matthew didn't. I mean, I'm a little fucked up. You know, I forget shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're also white now, I see. Uh, I know. Spence <laughs> <laughs> does have the Lion King and... Uh, and, and really? Now, You've so never you noticed before? talk about the Lion King. Really, Cameron? You've never noticed before? Good on you for not, for not recognizing me. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> let's stop. It also doesn't see color. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, The Lion King, uh, Disney's best film in the Renaissance. Um, I think that the story is just really tight. I think that the songs are real good. There's the Elton John did a fantastic job. Tim Rice, who I usually think is uh, good, uh, did a great job with most of these. Uh, and um, I love the characters in this. I think. Uh, especially um, Jeremy Irons as Scar and Nathan Lane as Timon. Um, those being my two favorites. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, what, what else do I have to say? Like, everyone knows this movie. So, like, The Lion King, it's fantastic. Go ahead, Spence. I liked it. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, this, this is just my I think it's just been. I'm overly familiar with it to the point that I feel like I have a hard time really explaining my emotions about it. It's just a perfect movie with uh, great songs. And if they remade it, I would fucking murder somebody. I think this is Disney's wow, best film. Personally, I think this is the best Disney animated film. Um, I think that through and through from Circle of Life, I think this is just one of the most beautifully animated movies I've ever seen. Um, it is my fourth favorite animated film of all time. 
uh, and it is my favorite animated musical, period. So I think this is the best work Disney has. I think I think you all nailed it. Elton John's music is great. Um, Scar's an incredible performance from, from Jeremy Irons and an incredible villain. Um, I love James Earl Jones as Mufasa. There's a reason they brought him back. I think he's important to that movie and an iconic performance. I think the remake is terrible. Um, I think you're right. Melissa's right. Be prepared. Top tier Disney villain song. Um, yeah, Timon and Pumbaa are great. Uh, I think that Nathan Lane as Timon is like an incredibly like underrated comedic performance. Uh, this is like Cody's favorite thing ever. So like, I, I feel weird being on his show talking about how much I love it. Uh, so uh, I, I won't say too much more other than I just think this is an incredible movie and a very, very important inclusion on our top 40 musicals list. Uh, so two of you, good job. Two of you, the fuck, Matthew and Cameron. Why no Lion King? You don't like, you know, Shakespeare with lines? I have explained this in the past, and I will just re-clarify. I set a limit of five animated movies on my list. That was a personal choice because I think there's so many animated movies that could take away from it. And just there were a few that while not necessarily objectively better than the lion king i think i liked more and i wanted to talk about more to bring to other people's attention so as much as the lion king i think especially on a music level is better than many of the films that i have on my list uh i just made the conscious choice not to include it to try and represent more things bell and mulan yes correct Mulan rules uh matthew like I said throughout this, I was a little fucked up, so you know I forget shit. So The Lion King is one of the greatest animated films of all time. I should have put it on. I'm a fucking idiot, so I didn't. I fucking move. I'm glad you can acknowledge I, that. I, I appreciate your acknowledgement. Bob, what's your six? My number six is The Little Shop of Horrors, 1986. Yikes. All right. Bob, what's your five? After what Coho has said about this franchise... I'm nervous. My number five oh, is <laughs> the Muppet movie. Yeah. Uh, Talk about it. So I was lucky enough to catch a big screen uh, version of this. Um, and oh my God, I forgot how beautiful this movie kind of looks. Um, I really love uh, the villain of Doc Hopper. Um, I think he's a really interesting and very unique villain. Um, I love uh, some of the humor in this. I think that there are great little moments sprinkled throughout. I love the cameos. Uh, uh, James Coburn as the owner of the, uh, the, the of the bar who gets thrown out of his own bar is so funny. Um, the music. I love the music. I think Paul Williams did a great job. I'm going to go back there someday. It's actually in my repertoire book. I love that song to pieces. Uh, and you have the Rainbow Connection as well as I'm moving right along. It's just a lot of great songs. Um, and then it's just the charm that the Muppets have. Um, this is the Muppets at their best, in my opinion. I'd never seen the Muppet movie. Watched the Muppet movie. It opens with Rainbow Connection. And I went, okay, so that's where that's from. Then some guy showed up on a boat. Dom DeLuise, yep. Yeah. And that scene fucking sucked. Uh, And I was like, huh, is this what the humor of the movie is? 
Um, it never got better. And the movie's dog shit. Uh, <sighs> the Muppets fucking suck. Uh, they have never been great. And the best yeah, usage of them in a musical form would be 2011. Uh, the best usage of them on film would be Treasure Island. And Go the 1979 yourself. movie doesn't do either well. Um, I'm sorry will... there's no fucking pirates in this. If there were pirates, oh, it would be a good movie. If there was a Tim Curry right. pirate. We're puppets. If Tim Curry were you a know pirate what? that were killing Muppets, it would be a good movie. You know what? Modern day, modern day pirates are just used car salesmen. <laughs> the, the modern day pirates okay. are Taylor Swift watching this movie. The Muppet movie is a bad movie. <laughs> I want to point it out that Orson Welles at the very end was like a weird moment where I went, "Man, did his career like go so down the drain that he had to like beg for a Muppet movie cameo? Like, what is he doing?" Uh, movie's not entertaining. Um, I don't think it's funny. I don't think the music's good. Um, I think that this is an awful choice. If you want the Muppets on your list, not a movie to put on your list. And also to have any Muppet movie in your top 10 is a sign that you stopped progressing and aging at seven. So I need you to learn to grow up, watch movies without puppets, uh, and enjoy oh, good like movies. Cars. Enjoy so likes cars. Ooh, the car is a tramp stamp. Cars is significantly you better than any Muppet movie that exists. <laughs> you three, why not the Muppet movie? Well, it's better than Cars. So I think it's probably deserves to be on this list. Cars is better uh, than every Muppet movie that exists. It's honestly, it's good. It's just a Muppet film that I don't have a lot of opinions about. It's lower on my list because it just sort of left me like, oh, that's nice. Like, I like Great Muppet Caper more. I like uh, Christmas Carol more. It's it's above Treasure Island, which is the important part. Uh, it's one I'm probably going to rewatch eventually to have like a better opinion about. But it's like it's lower for me, but I still like it. Just to give you a, a sense of how much I didn't like this movie, it's pretty on par with Muppets Most Wanted. Like, I think both are awful. Movies. Oh, fuck yourself. So, uh, Cody, are you backstage still? <laughs> Cody's on not. my side. I watched this movie for the first time this year. I think some of the songs are great. Some of the songs are eh. It's good. It's not amazing. I like it. I don't love it. I couldn't tell you next to nothing about it, despite having watched it only four months ago. Some of the cameos are fun, but I don't care. Matthew, Muppet movie. I love me some Muppets. Uh, great fucking time. Fozzie Bear and fucking Gonzo, a badass as usual. The songs are fun. Great fucking time. Please bring up Cameron Redshaw's opinion on this. If, I would if, like if the puppet was a I mean, if, he, if like Redshaw this. wants to have a lie publicly aired, because I know he doesn't believe either statement made. Yeah! No, not that one. But... Not that one. Not that one. Oh, so good or best no. Muppet movie? Because I already Both put those. on screen. Uh, Bar, what's your number four? My number four is Mary Poppins. I believe this is where it ends. Yes. yes. Yes, I believe everyone has. Unless Matthew except wants to suddenly for stop one Matthew. Us. Everyone had yeah. this except for Matthew. So uh, go Fuck. ahead, Bar, and kick us off. I just want to wait for Cody to come in and yell. Um, so Mary Poppins, uh, just one of the most incredibly heart-filled movies I've ever seen. Uh, the feed the bird scenes alone. Uh, well, that combined with the scene where Mr. Banks is just 
walking to the bank knowing he's about to get fired. Just being nothing but music and just being this emotional, beautiful scene just through that. Um, I think that Julie Andrews is giving one of the greatest performances of all time. And y'all can shit on Dick Van Dyke's accent as much as you want. That man's charisma is off the goddamn charts in this movie. Um, the step in time sequence is incredible. The scene where they go into the animated world looks like looks better than other movies that try to do that to date. Uh, how does that happen? Um, yeah, there's just so much emotional heart through this movie, even when you're not realizing it. And the music, the Sherman Brothers, chef kiss. Uh, I believe I had this the next highest. This is my 13. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Um, Julie Andrews's performance and the character of Mary Poppins are just like one of the personifications of pure kindness and joy. I think this movie is just filled with so much fun and so much heart and so much happiness that you can't help but enjoy it and love it. Um, yeah, I think like... I fully agree with Barr. Say what you want about the man's accent. Dick Van Dyke's charisma knows no bounds and gets you to fully ignore whatever problems you may have, at least to me. I think just, like, there's so many fantastic musical numbers. Step in Time is great. Um, uh, Let's Go Fly a Kite, Feed the Birds, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, the scenes where they're interacting with all the animated characters, I think, uh, are still really, really fun and still hold up. Um... Yeah, just a really fun, pure, charming, and entertaining family musical that we don't see that often nowadays. Like, the last time we got a movie like this was a blatant ripoff that they called a remake of this. Not a but, sorry, they called a it a sequel, but it was a blatant ripoff and remake of it. Um, yeah, just a beautiful, lovely film. It is quite good. I respect it more than I love it. That being said, very good. A great time. Some of the best songs ever put to film. And Julie Andrews deserved an Oscar for this. She got yeah, one. She got the Oscar. She, she, she deserved her Oscar for this. Mary Poppins <laughs> is great. Um, I think they're incredible music numbers all the way through. Uh, I think Step in Time is one of the best musical sequences of all time. Um, I love it. I think that was the song to nominate. Uh, not Chim Chim Tree, which I think is yeah, that's a weird pretty thing. pretty fully and strongly the weakest number. It's also the um, safest choice. Or one of the weaker numbers. Not the weakest. The Whatever the Bubble Boy Uncle One is. That's not good. I love to laugh, yeah. Yeah, I love to laugh is pretty strongly the worst number in the movie. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I really enjoy it. Uh, I think it should be on all top 40s. I think you having it at four is a fine choice. No issues with that. Uh... Matthew, why no Mary Poppins? Look, I yeah, went on a bender fun. when I made this list, and I forgot some shit. This is a great fucking time. Mary Poppins Matthew, Returns. Matthew, you have Mary Poppins Returns, but not Mary Poppins. Yeah, like I said, I get a little fucked up sometimes, and I forget shit. And I forgot to add a great fucking musical with a very heartfelt performance of Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke going crow. I'm right. a fucking moron. I appreciate you admitting it. Uh, Spence, we're on to you. You're seven through four. My seven is Little Shop of Horrors. Yikes. Yeah. Great. <laughs> My Let's six, I need some help with. 
I'm going to call on one uh, Trina Vega to help me out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And we're copyright strike. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, talk about Chicago, uh, which also, by the way, Matthew, you also had. So we'll talk to you. Uh, right, you did. This box. I, this is just such a great, a great time. I, I will say, as someone who has seen a staged version of this, I enjoy the film more. I think the way that it repurposes and restructures the song, I think, is incredibly engaging. I think when you can see the dancing, it's fantastic and when you when you and when you can't see it it's for the better i think all the actual vocal performances the singing is great i love the story of it i love the idea of basically fighting for the headline of the fame and the fortune even if you have to do the difficult things to get there i love i love the court drive it's just it's an insanely fun movie that i find myself re-watching over and over and over it is like another film on my list that i'm going to acknowledge that there are significant flaws in it however that being said again this is his favorite not best i think this is one of the most fun times you could have with a musical and i don't understand why people are going to go on about like oh it's so bad if you i am enjoying myself and i think it's well to put it together and have this up detracting from the quality of the overall film and musical Fellow, tell me why i'm wrong matthew chicago takes place in chicago very fucking news okay so chicago um i've been in chicago it's my sophomore year musical uh i had a great oh. time being in it I think Chicago is a entertaining show. I don't think the movie is a bad movie. Um, I think it is an okay adaptation of the show. I think that I don't love Richard Gere as Billy Flynn. I think that's kind of a rough casting choice and a rough performance. But I will say Catherine Zeta-Jones is an incredible performance as Velma Cowley and deserves that Oscar. I think she's incredible. I like Queen Latifah. I don't like Renee Zellweger, but I think she's probably at her best in this, maybe? Like, I think Renee Zellweger's a bad actress. I think she's pretty okay in this. Um, I will say, I will go so far as to say she's fine in this. Um, John C. Riley, I think, is phenomenal. Um, his Mr. Cellophane is fantastic. Um, I think Chicago's got a lot of great songs. A lot of great songs. I love Razzle Dazzle. Um, my personal favorite number in the show is uh, We Both Reach for the Gun. I love that song. Um, I think it's done pretty uh, pretty okay in the movie, which is a little disappointing. Um, yeah, I'm not going to crucify you for having Chicago in your top 40, but I will crucify you for having Chicago in the top 10. Because I think Chicago in the top 10, I think, is wild. Um, I, I don't think this movie's bad. I just think it's fine. Um, I, I think you're okay having it in your like top 20, even. like I would be okay with that. I think Matthew's placement of it is the most okay placement ever. He has it like at like twenty or twenty one. Um. So yeah, Bar and Holtzman. No Chicago. I'll go I know because y'all hate it. Go ahead and talk about it. I'll go first because I know Holtzman has stronger feelings about this movie than I do. I don't hate this movie. I think this movie's fine. I think it's kind of mid. Um. I think that. I, and as, as someone who loves the stage show, I think Catherine Zeta-Jones and John C. Riley are both fantastic. Um, I think that everything else about this movie is fine. I think that there's only two scenes where Rob Marshall actually captures choreography, kind of, and that's uh, Hot Honey Rag and I Just Can't Do It Alone. Because 
there you can actually see Catherine Zeta Jones's whole body when you're watching her dance, not just cut close cuts of chests and legs and shoulders and things like that. There was a time where I would have called this my least favorite film ever. That time has passed. Being said, this movie still sucks. Um, watching this movie, you would have not a damn clue that it is supposed to be satirical. Yes. Not the slightest inkling that it is supposed to be a satire on the idea of a celebrity criminal. It fails at that. Rob Marshall fails at that. Rob Marshall fails at being a human being who should be allowed to stand next to a camera or another person. Um, I think just like, I hate Renee Zellweger and it's not just because of this movie. I think she's annoying and everything. I think Zeta Jones is good, but I don't care. I think gear is fine, but I don't care. I think John C. Riley is the only likable character and I care the smallest amount that you can care for a character in Chicago. I'm not filled with vehement anger at, at this movie anymore. I just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Fuck Chicago. <laughs> to quote myself in a video that no one has ever seen. Fuck Boatman, Chicago. Chicago. All right, so. Fuck Chicago, Boatman. <laughs> Spence, what is your number five? My five is Singing in the Rain. Yikes. Yours. Yeah, great. All right, Spence. Anyone else not for me? I had it earlier. My four is the oh, greatest God. thing ever put to film, as you oh, all know. God. Never shut the fuck up about it. You can dance. You can jive. Have the time of your life. Mamma mia. Here we go oh, again. Okay. Is the greatest sequel ever made. And let me I tell really you why. I don't know what Barr thought was about to happen. Oh, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably yeah. coming down the line. Shut up, Barr. Uh, it takes the first film and acknowledges, hey, you were like utter dog shit. And here's a lot. And you're like fundamentally flawed. So let's say you can fuck up with everything that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what's put in here. I think this is one of the greatest improvements from one film to another ever. Just it's immaculate what they were able to do by sort of throwing aside the unneeded elements of the story and lifting up the characters that we cared about from the first film. I think that Sophie is in, in, incredibly more interesting. And even though she has a plot of like, I don't know if me and my fiance are going to work out so well because of long distance, is still able to like acknowledge that and also push, push aside quickly so we can focus on the greatest character ever put to film. Young Donna, played by Lily James. One of the greatest performances ever. It is amazing. I think it is so hard to radiate joy. Being a happy person is hard sometimes. And Lily James does it effortlessly. I think she is amazing. And everything in the past is some of the greatest. I think there's incredible dancing here. I think that, um, oh, what the hell's the name of the song? Where she's dancing on the boat with young Bill Skarsgård. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, my brain's fried right now. Also, I young Bill so... Skarsgård. Yeah. Did, did wait, I say wait, Bill? what did Spence say? Spence said young, young Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> One of them's named Bill. It was whatever. <laughs> young Pennywise. He does play the character of Bill, to be fair. <laughs> I just, it's just so fun and sweet. And Scott back me up. I think Dancing Queen is one of the best scenes of the 2010s. I think that it's amazing how it's just, oh, it's, yeah, it's low. Well, I don't know what's happening. What's that sound? And then the gayest shit happens, and it's beautiful. I just, 
This is just one of the happiest films <laughs> on the planet, and I just wish I could watch every for the rest of my life. The gayest shit happens. So, they're like Titanicing each other, and they're all like fucking discoing on a yacht. That shit's gay, dude. It's great. It's so, so hi, great. straight guy Cameron Holzman here with. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, who had Mamma Mia? Here we go again. The next. Me. Time. That's so why I went to talk. Okay, Bar has it, and Matthew. All of you have Mamma Mia. Here we go again. By the way, so go ahead, Holzman. Yeah, I think I had it the highest of anyone left with 18. Um, the first thing is take everything Spence said and distance me from the general vibe of it. Um, I don't disagree with the plot, with the points being made, but I disagree with the vibe of how it was said. Um, yeah, this is a really fun movie. Uh, I think the fact that they, like, this is a movie that should not work at all. You took a jukebox musical based on a Broadway show of songs from Ab from ABBA and you made a sequel to it when there is no sequel to the Broadway show. You used half the songs. And you had tracks. to dig further down into ABBA's catalog to the lesser known songs and not just all the big ones that were in Mamma Mia. It shouldn't work, but it does because a few things. Number one, we cast the most beautiful actress currently working in Hollywood, a woman by the name of Lily James. And we put her on screen a lot of the time by herself for a majority of the film. So that's step one covered. Number two, we got rid of Meryl Streep. You would think that's a bad thing in most movies, but in a musical where she is supposed to sing, getting rid of Meryl Streep is one of the best choices you can make. And I think the one scene that she shows up in is without question the worst scene in the film because A, why is Meryl Streep's ghost here? And B, how did she still not learn to sing? It's been 10 years. Um, number three, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, this movie just has a lot of heart. It has a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think the casting of the young versions of everyone is uh, really well done. Uh, the young version of Harry, I think, is so great, where he's just such a sad, pathetic little man, uh, and you feel nothing but sorry for him. Um, you have uh, the younger version of Bill is just a hunk, uh, and the younger version of Sam is kind of a dickhead. Um, but he redeems himself maybe a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, the younger versions of uh, of Rosie and Tanya are freaking great. Uh, getting Jessica Keenan win from Heathers to play the younger version of Tanya is a great choice. Um, the comedy in this movie is so great. I think um, I have not laughed harder at a line in a musical maybe ever than I have at Mamma Mia, here we go against use of the line, be still my beating vagina. You stole the line I was going <laughs> to yes! quote. Yes! such a great quote when they see how hot uh, Andy Garcia is. Um, I think Cher randomly showing up in this is great. Um, I think the music is a lot of fun. Uh, the super trooper sequence at the end where they're all dancing with the multiple versions of themselves. And specifically, once again, Harry is being harassed by the younger version of Harry and just isn't having it. Um, as well, yeah, the storyline with Sophie, uh, like, taking over the hotel, trying to reopen it, finding out that she's having a kid uh, is really, really well done. Uh, as well, gives another great moment of comedy in any musical of, I only told Bill. I only told Harry. I told many, many people. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, just a great movie. Great music. Yeah. Uh, didn't Chen have this higher than me? I don't know. Okay, fine. Matthew, uh, talk about uh, Mama Mia. Here we go again. So, of course, there's a mama, and they go at it again. 
technically <laughs> Bar. true. Three times. It is Three true. Times. Bar, go ahead. Wow. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, this is arguably the greatest improvement from a first film to sequel ever made. Uh, once when I kissed the teacher started, I was like, okay, I'm in now. Um, that and Waterloo were like my two favorite sequences in this film. God damn it. Spence, you're going to give yourself a concussion. <laughs> yeah, for real. Relax. <laughs> but... um, and that's all I have to say. So after I finished Mamma Mia, I went, fuck, here we go again. And turned on the movie. Fuck <laughs> you. I've been playing that joke since I did it. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. Um, I was like, all right, great, whatever. Movie starts. Meryl Streep's dead. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, wait, instantly an interesting direction. And then all of a sudden, I kiss the teacher come on, comes on. Uh, and it's Lily James dancing at graduation. And I went, this looks significantly better than everything in the first movie. And it only went up from there. Uh, this movie rocks. It's a way too long to get to it. Spence is right. Mama Mia, here them. we go again. Fucking them. rules. Uh, it has got some incredible musical moments. I think Waterloo is one of the best musical numbers I've seen in a musical for this series. I think it's incredibly done. I think that Dancing Queen was one of the most fist-pumping moments I've had watching a movie this entire season. <laughs> You look like fucking Kermit. Stop! Dancing will, of course, lower their score did, for this. Show. This movie did, did a great, great. This movie did a great thing by going, "Hey, the more interesting story that isn't going on in Mamma Mia, that's the plot of Mamma Mia too." And the things in the present is an okay story where we minimize Amanda Seyfried's involvement, which I'm okay with because she's okay in the first one. She's okay in this. Um. But literally bringing in all the dads again and making them fully realized and fun supporting characters, everyone coming back and being used better. All of ABBA's songs are just incredibly used. I think one of the most fun credit sequences ever is Super Troopers being done with the most vibrant, fun ensemble performance ever. The only person I don't like in this movie is Cher. I think Cher is bad. Um, I think that she's not fun. I don't like it. I don't mind that they're like, oh, your grandma's alive. Because I think that actually works really well in service of the plot. I just don't think Cher's doing a great job. Um, it's also weird that Cher is playing Meryl Streep's mother. Yeah, <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? But, but Coho, do you but, like Fernando? Fernando. Like the, yeah, it was like, like the song. Um, yeah. I do... I do want to say that one of the funniest jokes in the movie is, I'm a spontaneous person. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Uh, I thought that was a great, great bit. I also love the the courage of a lion, the speed of a panther, and the wisdom of a flamingo. I, thought that, I think that's another... I think this movie is really funny in a lot of really unexpected ways. I think Ole Parker just, like, established himself as an incredible movie to, musical director. I think he has a great visual eye and style. Great choice. I'm glad I watched it. This is not my favorite movie I've watched for the top 40 so far, but it's a top three movie I've watched for the top 40 so far. So great choice, Spence. I have no issues with this being your four with how much passion you have for it. Uh, <laughs> great choice. 
Give me an old Parker movie version of the light in the piazza. Now! I don't know what that is. Old oh, Parker should direct a rumors movie. That's what it should be. That sounds terrible. Uh, Holtzman, we're on to your top seven, sir. Also, I know that Matthew is not feeling great at the moment. Matthew may have to regenerate into another person in the next 30 minutes. I have your I may go on another drinking binge. And that yeah, don't worry. Matthew, Matthew will regenerate live on call. Uh, Holtzman, go. Sorry, I need to make my sign. One second. My number seven. Was oh, it fuck you, Spence? Back. My favorite sign. Yeah, fuck you. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's Anna and the Apocalypse. Yikes, but for quality reasons. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. Okay, go ahead. What? Yikes, but for quality reasons, meaning that you think it's an even better quality than I think so. Cool. <laughs> this is my full. I don't care if it's objectively not the greatest. I love it. I have fun with it. It's great to me. This is my passion pick. I love this movie. This movie is fun. This movie is it is it is Shaun of the Dead, but a musical. That's what it is. It's Shaun of the Dead, but you add musical numbers to it. There's literally a full scene that's just the scene where Sean walks to the to the store and back and doesn't notice there's zombies. But it's a musical number, and it's a great musical number. Turning my life around is so much fun, and it's so ridiculous. She's just dancing around while people are getting eaten and ripped to shreds in the background, and it's amazing. They decapitate a zombie dressed as a snowman using a teeter-totter in a playground. Um... They kill people with bowling balls. There's a full musical number of what you would expect to happen as high schoolers in the apocalypse where the jocks are just being dicks and going, we're going to go zombie hunting. And they are absolute idiots, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think there's so much heart. I think that uh, Ella Hunt is great as the title role. Um, I think, and I cannot remember his name right now, but the guy who plays John, I think is a really, really great performance uh, and is a really, really great character. Um, I think that... Um, I can't remember his name right now, but it's the uh, he's in Game of Thrones. Uh, but the guy who plays their principal is just absolutely deranged in the most insane way. And he hates children. And it's like really no reason is given, but it's just a lot of fun to see. Um, I think Sarah Swire as Steph is really, really fun. Uh, I think there's some legitimately great moments of emotion in this, uh, specifically like when Anna has to say goodbye to her father. Um, yeah, I'll admit like, this is cheesy to the nth degree and not objectively the greatest, but I just have so much fun with this. It's so enjoyable. I got to see this for, it was in theaters for like two days here and I got to see it and I sat in the theater alone and I had so much fun watching this because nobody else showed up to this movie. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. I absolutely adore it. Uh, sign. <laughs> I was watching it. And I was like, man, this is definitely the most Holtzman Christmas musical ever made. Um, I think it's okay. Um, I didn't enjoy it too much. I think at the end, I think the ending third act gets pretty emotional. And I'll give it that. It got me a little bit. Um, I don't really care for like a single song. Like all the songs are okay. I didn't love most of them. Um... Yeah, the, I, I just don't know if I like the Shaun of the Deadiness mixed with the, like, I don't know, musicalness of this. I don't even have a good comparison. There really is nothing like this, and that's for the best. I think this needs to exist as its own thing, and no one needs to ever replicate this thing again. 
because we have one of it, and I think it's super specific to a very specific audience. I am not that audience. I think, but top, I am. I think, and I think top, Mike might be too. I, I think mean, the, Matthew. <laughs> I think the top ten musicals of all time. This should not be on it. I think top forty. I can accept it. I could have accepted it last week. If you had this last week, I would have accepted it. I think this week it's a bad choice. No, uh, I'm going to make up for it in two minutes. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, everyone else on Anna and the Apocalypse. I am still here. I'm just going to grab a case of the Shen, have you seen it? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a new. Well, oh, oh, you were asking a question. I wasn't listening. Matthew, yes. Yeah, Matthew. Yeah, have Matthew, you seen Anna and the Apocalypse? Yeah, it's an apocalypse that takes place with Anna. <laughs> this is it a good okay. movie? What's that? All right. Um. So I really like this. Um. I don't love it. I think it's got good emotional elements to it um i i think hollywood endings actually a really great song um and it's got good moments of uh humor <laughs> sprinkled in uh with uh drama um yeah forgot about the fish rap <laughs> all right and the song about wanting to fuck santa <laughs> yeah, that is... song i want to know that that song Made me physically want to just quit the movie. <laughs> That's the Wouldn't one good song in the movie. I, I think the music in this is mid as fucking forgettable. I don't. Here's like the movie's not the worst thing on the planet. It's just boring and unoriginal and not special. Mm. Holtzman's I mean, severe love for mm-hmm. it is. Mm. An, I I see more because Holtzman never shuts the fuck up about it. I think it's mid as fuck. It is unremarkable and nothing about it is special. Have Other than that one Buster song where she fucks Sam, which is funny. I think saying that is unremarkable or not special or not unique is just flat out wrong. There's nothing like this that exists. I think if you told I'll, I'll say this. I think if you told someone, hey, make a Christmas zombie musical, they'd make this in like an hour. There's no I don't, feel, I don't feel effort yes, or but special. Not many people are being told to do that. <laughs> I'm saying I don't think it's it's not made well. It's not a good musical or a good horror movie. It's just sort of fine in both. Spence, do me a favor. Write a Christmas zombie musical movie for me. I would just do Warm Bodies, but oops, Santa. That's and worse. Starts, like, then how's people. that original? How's that more original? Actually sounds worse than Anna and the Apocalypse. Holtz, what's your number six? My number six, I am back in your good graces. My number six, if I'm remembering correctly, is Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, my number six is Yes, you are. Continue. Uh yeah, this is fantastic. I rewatch. Uh, I had seen this twice, and then I rewatched this as I was making my final list. Uh, and this is one where I think there's movies below this that I would call more my favorite, but I think that objectively this is a lot better than movies that I have below it. I think Garfield is giving a absolutely masterful performance in this. Uh, the fact that he can sing not just well but this incredibly is a revelation that he kept secret for so long um i think lin-manuel miranda does a great job directing it uh i think there's so many great and memorable musical numbers i think 3090 and louder than words are both great uh the boho days sequence is just a nice little fun thing uh swimming is really good uh why is a really really emotional musical number uh 
I I really love I Could Get Used to This. It's just so, so fun. Or I think it's called No More, uh, which is just so, so fun. And seeing all of the, like, vignettes of how terrible their life used to be. And then them in, like, full suits just, like, swirling around in this big, beautiful new apartment is fantastic. Um, yeah, taking a musical that, like, truly knowing the script beforehand feels borderline impossible to adapt based on how it's done and actually managing to adapt it by putting the format of the stage show as it's as like the framing device of it i think works really really well um i think you've got amazing supporting performances robin de jesus is killing it in his role as michael deserved an oscar nomination um alexandra ship is fantastic as his girlfriend um the cameos, uh, a, the entire Sunday sequence, all of the cameos in that, as a Broadway nerd, I was like, oh, that person, and that person, oh, shit, look at that, wow, for five whole minutes. Um, and then you, of course, have Bradley Whitford as Stephen Sondheim, and also actual Stephen Sondheim as Stephen Sondheim in the voicemails. Um, just great. Um, the interactions between him and Richard Kind are great, where Richard Kind is just a dipshit dumbass piece of shit <laughs> but the moment Stephen Sondheim says something he's like yes I agree with you for saying the same thing <laughs> is fantastic um yeah this is absolutely fantastic um yeah tick tick boom Matthew you had it the next highest thoughts on tick tick boom I quite enjoyed it Andrew Garfield is fucking great in it I was surprised how much I actually enjoyed this because I went into it just going fuck it Turned out good. I forgot that Matthew can like has actually seen some of these and can actually talk about them. Uh, Spence. This is awesome. It's fucking incredible. It has a decent chance of making the top ten if I watch it again. I think there were some elements that just didn't connect with me as well as it probably should have on the first watch. That being said, this soundtrack is incredible. I think that Garfield sells the fuck out of every single song. I think that Swimming is one of the most visually interesting musical numbers in the past 20, 30, 40 years. I adored it. I wish there were more movies like it. Uh, just sucks that this is the only one. Bar. Uh, yeah, so I had this at 30. Um, Mike down. I You're quiet. You're quiet. Sorry. Uh, better? Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so I had this at 31. Um, I think Andrew Garfield gives an absolutely phenomenal performance. Um, he's an actor I've always liked, but to know that he can sing and act as well as he can, uh, amazing. Sexy. I, sure. Um, <laughs> I love Bradley Whitford in this. Like, I, if you've seen past episodes, you know that I love Sondheim, and he's really doing an incredible job at capturing Stephen Sondheim in this. Um, yeah, and it's got good bits of humor, good energy. I like it a lot. This was last year, my number one most anticipated film of that year. I'm and it lived up in every single way to the hype that I set for it. Shock and surprise, everyone. I love the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. I think he directs it incredibly. I think Andrew Garfield should have won the Oscar. I think he's amazing. 
I think it's the best performance of his career um, so far. And I think that's saying something because I think he's one of the best actors working today. I think his singing voice is incredible. I think his performance on 3090 is unparalleled. Um, I think Boho Days is like one of the most fun scenes. I think the scene where he's uh, in the boardroom pitching <coughs> pitching out ideas with UTK is incredible. Really funny. Substitutes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think it's got great, great visual style, uh, a lot of heart, and I think that it's it's just like a beautiful tribute to an artist we lost way too soon. Um, the way that it it resurrects Jonathan Larson for two hours uh, is incredible, um, and it gets his story out there to have his story kind of finally told is kind of great. I love that Lynn. Everything he does is affected very much by uh, Hamilton. And the idea of Hamilton affects every piece of his life. Every project he takes feels colored by the themes he presents in Hamilton feel very present in this of running out of time uh, of someone who feels great ambition uh, and a lot of pressure to achieve the goals they set for themselves. Um, I think that Lynn connects very strongly with Jonathan Larson and that's why he makes this movie super special and super well done. Uh, so absolutely a must for the top 40, an incredible inclusion in the top 10. Very bold choice that I support fully to have it in the top 10 this early. Um, I think it was the best movie of last year, let alone the best musical. Uh, everyone has talked about it. So, Ultimate Year 5. You know what this show needs. Also, yeah, sorry, one second. Uh, Bradley Whitford needs to have a full Sondheim biopic because that man yeah. is incredible. And he yes, the best cameo of any movie last year. Go ahead. You know what this show needs? More, More religion. The Prince of Egypt. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't specify which religion. We did not specify which religion, and we will not, for the purposes of continuing <laughs> to air this show. Atheism. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, I limited the number of animated movies that I was going to put on my list, but this was number one without really having to take time to think about it uh, of the animated movies I was going to put on my list. Um. I think, yeah, as someone who grew up religious, I think, like, I've heard this story my whole life, and I've been watching this movie since I was a kid, and I think that this movie works when you're a kid and still works, if not better, as an adult is incredible. Uh, I think the animation looks absolutely beautiful. Um, I think the story is incredibly well-crafted. Uh, I think the music in this is absolutely beautiful brilliant i think deliver us is a phenomenal incredible opening number that fully just like sets the stage of the world that these characters inhabit and what everyone is going through at the time uh i think all i ever wanted is a really great i want song which like you don't get a lot of male i want songs in animated film and so to have that from moses is fantastic uh through heaven's eyes is a really fun number uh like Everyone always complains about playing with the big boys. I don't care. It's fun. I don't care if it's not musically the greatest. It's fun. It's enjoyable. And I like it. Uh, the Plagues Rules, When You Believe, is great. As much as it's not the song from this that should have won the Oscar, I'm glad that it did uh, because this song is phenomenal. Um, and then, yeah, the way that this movie just, like, depicts the events that occur, like, the, the animation of the scene of, like, the killing of the firstborns, is something that is handled so incredibly well and simplistically in a way where 
it could be absolutely like it's something that could be absolutely horrifying or just extremely confusing and they make it so simple so clean and so easy it's really really well done um yeah just a absolutely incredible fantastic film that i love with all my heart no one else had this i think spencer How do i did oh Spence yeah. had this. never mind go ahead i love this so we yeah. fucking rocks uh, it's the best DreamWorks film. I think one of the best musical, or sorry, animated musicals, not in the sense of like quality of film, but I think in just the idea of how does it trans transform musical numbers into animation. I think this is immaculate. Play with the big boys does suck. It's awful. It's the only reason this isn't higher on my list. Because I think otherwise it's maybe the best uh, animated musical. It's number two. It's incredible. All right, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. Playing with the Big Boys is not a bad song. I like it. Um, in fact, I think it is pretty good. Um, I think all the songs in the movie are pretty good. Um, I like this movie quite a bit. Um, I don't think I'd put it in the top ten musicals of all time, but it's you, so I give it a slight pass. Um, I think that this movie has a very beautiful, epic style to it that is like really special somehow it I, I think the thing that this movie does is that it keeps the spectacle and the grandeur of the story it's telling that the 10 commandments puts in place and that hollywood sort of has for the story but it's also able to distill it down to what is the most core emotional important thing we want to talk about and show and make moses feel like a very personal personal and personable character i think the movie excels in both those directions um I would say that it is a top-tier DreamWorks. I think it is a good musical. I think it is a worthy inclusion on the top 40. Probably on the lower end of the top 40, if I'm being honest. But knowing you and your obsession with this movie, I'm fine with it being in your top 10. Um, Spence has it probably... I, uh, I want that I want that same opinion when we get to a movie later in my list. No, that you got that from Mamma Mia. We'll see, we'll see you don't that. You liked Mamma Mia. Yeah, I also like the Prince like you, the Mama, I gave you the same treatment on Mama Mia that I'm giving him on the Prince of Egypt. It's the same energy on those two movies. Yeah, uh, I actually like the Prince of Egypt more than I like Mama Mia. Here we go again, to be clear. Oh, crap. Anyway, um, the other two thoughts on the Prince of Egypt. Oh, oh no, Bar, you're muted. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> this horse shit that you think it needs to be lower, but how much obsessed a person on the panel is, you're going to give a pass. Me and I the gave Spence the same pass on Mamma Mia. That's a gross. That's a. That shouldn't how this works. You sit in the chair and you have the opinion, and yours is right. And who cares if they? And what you're they right. Did. You know what? Fuck you both. You should have it lower. And you're both wrong. Get off my show. Stick with it. Your list sucks. Not oh oh. It's okay. Suck. My list I'm fine, is correct. I'm gonna benefit and you yours a lot more sucks. than it's gonna hurt. Anyway. It's gonna hurt Spence a lot more than it hurts me. Anyway, Prince of Egypt needs to be lower. Mama Mia needs to be lower. Uh, you two. Uh. Thoughts on the Prince of Egypt? Go. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember a lot of it other than one particular scene. Sure. It's kind of forgettable. So it's a fucking movie. Yeah. Cool. Hold so much your number four. My number four is Bark. Don't talk right now. Move along. Yikes. Great. <laughs> All right. We made it to number threes. Uh, be more toxic. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're on to number threes. 
Uh, I really hope to God that Matthew's regeneration uh, has, has seen the message. Uh, but Matthew, go ahead. Uh, what is your number three? My number three is... Fuck is oh, that? there's no fucking way. <laughs> the young girls of Rogue what, what is Matthew, I want you to tell me about the movie. Do you like the movie? Why is it number three? Go ahead. You know, it was in the 60s. Crazy shit happened. Great fucking music. <laughs> Who else has the young girls of Rogue I do. This was my 27. Go ahead. I will try to... I will talk about it maybe more than one would expect me to for a movie of 27 to try and make up for the lack of a, of a Matthew being able to talk about it at three. This was a movie that I watched for this list on the recommendation of Matthew Chen and John Petrovich, uh, and I'm glad I did. I think visually, this is a very beautiful, beautiful film to look at. I think the like aesthetics and the color of this movie is absolutely beautiful to look at just all of the pastels are so so satisfying to see uh i think it's just like a very simple very charming story uh about like just young love and people falling in love and there's a few like complicated convoluted things that happen uh in there but at the end of the day uh it still kind of all works out for the most part um I think that the repeated uh, use of like the twins song and their melody uh, is really, really good uh, with uh, Anne and Clark. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I it's it's hard to talk about this uh, because obviously like it is French and I am not as passionate about this as the person who had it at their three. Yeah, I, I know, right? I, but it is good. I like uh, it. Has anyone else uh, seen this movie? I have seen half of it. Did you? I, neither of you had this, though, right? No. No. Okay, so The Young Brothers of Rochefort is a lesser version of The Umbrellas of Sherbrooke. Um, it is... I haven't seen that one yet, so... It's, it's somewhat... I would say it is... It is I Okay, I have complicated emotions about watching this movie. I thought it was good... In execution from Jacques Demy, I think that again I have a hard time with the music in both of Jacques Demy's movies. Um, neither of them have music that really affects me. Uh, the plot of the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, I think, is stronger. I think it has better performances, better characters. This through and through, I just felt like he tried to strike lightning in a bottle twice and failed on the second one. Um, not to say that it's bad because like Jacques Demy is a good director, so like his movies are like solid um i would say that I, I i thought this was i enjoyable i had a decent time watching this it's just not it's not as good as the other one that you could have uh spence young girls of rushford the half i like i saw i liked i didn't love it uh, we paused it for whatever reason i was gonna watch it before this and then trivia and uh, i didn't get to it bar i really like this movie I think that convoluted plot line in this is kind of pointless and hurts the movie. Um, it kind of goes nowhere. Uh, and I think Gene Kelly, while really good, there's just something about his performance that I don't quite love. Also, we um, stand George Shakira showing up in this randomly. Yo, 
I was yeah. about to say George Shakira's in this though. Money. Okay. Uh, so we're done with that. Uh, Matthew, I know if you need to go, you can go. Holy shit! I'm transformed. Oh my god! The look you are getting from backstage. Go ahead, Bar, you're number three. My number three is singing in the rain. What is it? Yeah. So, uh, this is just joyous. Um, I think that the story is a lot of fun. I think there's just a lot of great humor. I think Lena Lamont is such a hilarious antagonist. I can't stand it. So funny. Um, I think all three of the leads are just utterly charming. The make them laugh sequence is amazing. Um, and the title song sequence is just one of the greatest musical scenes ever made. Um, yeah. Oh, and the Moses supposes scene. Oh, so good. But um, yeah, this is just a joyous film to watch. My five. Do I talk now, Holtzman? Uh, I had it higher, so you talk. Or lower. I, I had it lower. Yeah. I had I, it I miss I misspoke earlier. This is the best version of a Star is Born. Uh it is incredible. I love every single performance. Every single song is great. Uh the dream ballet here is mid as really the only setback. I think this is one of the greatest. Here's like, this is one of the greatest films ever. Honestly, my favorite film the, or second favorite film of the 1950s. It's just perfection. I don't think you can do much better than this. Uh, yeah, this is my 16. Uh, I rewatched this. Uh, actually, not even for the show. I rewatched this for a trivia thing. Um, yeah, I think this could easily be top 10 if it weren't for the Broadway oh, melodies. Hold on. I think we have Matthew. I think he's changing. The bet instantly dies as soon as Cody goes. Hi, I'm <laughs> Matthew, and Myla sucked. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Hi, continue, Cam. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Hi. Yeah, I. I think this is easily top 10 material if it weren't for one scene that unfortunately runs for 10% of this film's runtime, and that is the Broadway melody sequence. It, And it's not even that it's necessarily bad, just that it's nowhere near as good as the rest of the film. It takes up 10% of the runtime, and it stops the film dead in its tracks for a little while, but it's able to pick back up after that and still be great. Um, yeah, make them laugh is a phenomenal scene. The title sequence is great. Moses supposes is fantastic. Um, yeah, Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, Gene Hagen, Demi Reynolds, uh, all absolutely fantastic. Uh, the scene at the very end where they have like the reveal of her singing when Lena Lamont is lip syncing, and they just like draw up the curtains, and he is almost like hesitant to accept all of this praise. I think is really really well done. Uh, yeah, a very, very good movie. Uh, just there's things that I like more. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, Matthew, sing on the range. Where did I have this? I can't remember. Uh, you you had this, I believe, at um, number five. Oh, number five. Yeah, uh, clearly should have been a little higher, probably. Um, I think I think the singing of the rain, the title song, is probably one that is still yet to be outdone in film um, on a musical number. I think it's arguably top ten um, scene in a musical. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. This movie gets a little bit of hate for people that haven't seen it, like, until, like, recent. Like, I know people that watch it, like, in the 21st century, they're like, eh, it's not as great. I love this movie. It's one of the most nostalgic movies for me. Uh, I think there are so many great performances throughout this. I think Make Them Laugh is, like, comedic gold back then. I, I think I think the, the Good Morning, I love those moments. Like, I love the, just the cast in this movie. So, five... I should have been like Barr. I should have put it at three. God, I'm Matthew. I'm an idiot. Uh, true. Yes, this is true. Uh, Sing in the Rain, uh, absolutely worthy inclusion of top 40. I think it's one of the greatest musicals ever made. Um, I would put it top five easy with a bullet. Uh, like y'all said, I think Make Him Laugh is one of the best musical numbers of all time. I think the title number is great. Uh, Good Morning, I think, is actually a really involved and really well-done musical number. Debbie Reynolds doesn't get enough love for what she does in this movie. I think she's amazing. Uh, she kind of it, it's tough when you're in this strong of a four person ensemble uh, with this cast. Like when you have Gene Kelly and Donald Connor and Gene Hagen and all of them together, it's like nuts. Uh, but I think she is amazing and holds her own with Gene Kelly, especially the car ride where they have that bit back and forth. I think that's great. Um, yeah, great choice all around. Good job. You all remember Sing in the Rain. Uh, good, good inclusion. Uh, I just actually, looked. No man. I just looked at what what my two final picks are. I know. Uh, <laughs> you can't can't uh, believe Smith, we whitewashed YLS. Your, Adelaide <laughs> Smith, your number three. I, I can't believe we whitewashed YLS twice. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bar. I'm sorry. Oh. I am a slut for Stephen Sondheim. So how can I not put his best movie, Sweeney Todd? I will say right. I will say. I, I was. I was joking about the, the pro best. shot. I'm out. No, this no, no. Is this fun. is the movie. Kill me now. Yep. I, I want to reiterate, uh, this is not best. This is favorite. I think that Sweeney Todd is my favorite stage musical ever. I think it's incredible. That being said, I enjoy film more than stage. And so I enjoy this version a lot more just naturally. That being said, I acknowledge its faults. However, at its core, it's still Sondheim. And it's still incredible. I think this is some of the best music ever put to Broadway. I... I love all the performances. I'll say that right now. I love them all for their own independent reasons. I don't even think, I don't even think they're fucking bad. I think they're actually good. I wouldn't give anyone in this movie an Oscar for their respective years. Go fuck yourself, Bar. You're not interesting. I still think it's incredibly fun and engaging. And I think the way that it adapts the original source material, while not great, is still inherently interesting. And it's the way I fell in love with the show. It's the way that I found in a way that, the way that I found Stephen Sondheim. It will always be special and close and secure to me. Uh, that being said, I have done some rethinking on my list. This probably would have been closer to like the 9 or 10. However, I will stand by. I do adore this to pieces, and it's one of my most rewatchable films. I wrote a whole fucking essay on this, analyzing how it's changed an adaptation, and even though I acknowledge its faults, I still love it. I didn't have this one, right? No, no one did. Um, oh, just make sure. 
I, I'm trying to formulate exactly how to get across that Adelaide Spence needs mental help. Uh, this I film, I'm getting it. Twice, once a this film, help. I rewatched it because here's the thing: I have not seen this since before I was 19, and at this point, we have a pre-19 coho and a post-19 coho. So I always will give anything I've seen before the year. So you're only 19, but your mind is all a complete benefit of the doubt on rewatch. <laughs> that being said, I put this on. And it is just as bad as I remember it being. I think that there's not a good singing performance in this film, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think that Alan Rickman is doing a fine job acting the role of Judge Turpin. And then you have to remember that this is a musical. And Alan Rickman is terrible. Uh, You also have to put him next to Helena Bonham Carter who is terrible. Uh, You also have Johnny Depp, who on paper is not right for the role of Sweeney Todd as an actor. He's already wrong for the part. And then you say, hey, Johnny, I know that you have a background in music. Why don't you sing? And then he reminds you that he didn't have vocal training. He was a fucking guitarist. And he sings like he's a guitarist. He can't. (laughs) He is terrible. Uh, When you get to the number of pretty women, which I think is one of the most incredible numbers that Sondheim has ever made. And you have Johnny Depp and Alan Rickman singing the numbers. It's maybe the biggest bastardization of Sondheim's music ever put to screen. So I appreciate (laughs) that somehow you watched this. Like, I appreciate somehow you watched this movie and went, oh my god. I love you. <laughs> I appreciate that somehow. I appreciate that somehow you did not watch a Stephen adaptation of this musical and go, this is a great musical and what I love people. No, fuck you. But... But I will say it. I will say I think that I think the biggest talent you have ever is being able to take a steaming pile of dog shit and walk away with it going, This is a gourmet meal because this movie is terrible, and yet you love Sondheim from it. <laughs> Amazed that you're able to do that because I think this is the worst adaptation of Sondheim's work put to film. Uh, the other three of you. Steven Sondheim, go. Okay, I'm going to make this quick because I've talked about this movie. Um, I just, see, how much little I remember about this movie, like, uh, how much I blocked this out, but as soon as you said Pretty Women, it's the literal the moment of, they're just, like, mumbling each other the entire time. I overall don't love the musical, so that's always a step down. Like I love the, I like the music, but overall, it's a, it's not my kind of musical. Like, and I get that, but I've seen the pro shot. Not maybe it's not even the pro shot. It might be the concert, but it's Emma, uh, Emma Thompson yes, on yeah, like stage. I think I, I love that compared to it. <laughs> to say that they are not great, but you love Sondheim's music enough. That's like buying a kid's bop album and justifying it's just as good as the original. It makes no sense. There are people that are supposed to sing musicals, and then there are actors that are supposed to act. They Sometimes they come together and they do a great job. But overall, it's very hit or miss. I'm very confused. 
I, I think and it's Burton, right? It's I'm Burton, not wrong. Yep. Burton shouldn't do musicals. He's no, he has no right to do a musical. And I think this could have been shot. I think this is one of those musicals that probably does better as a movie because of how like grotesque and stuff it is. And they fail on every, it's Tim Burton casting his buddies and his friends and his wife and everybody else. And says, Oh, come play in this play. And it's awful. I just think when they start slicing throats, I wish I could have hopped in the chair, but I had to say for the whole thing. I also, I also just want to say when he sings "My Friends" and it sounds like he punched a dead moose, made me sad. Also, also, I just, I need to, Spence, you, you have the pro shot right on your list. Yeah, yes, they do. Yeah, that was uh, number twenty-one, correct? I, I will say this: who's in the pro shot? Uh, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Oh, Patty Lapone is better. I will go on record. No, it was a pro shot. It would no, be higher on my list. No, so we put Helen in the bottom Carter at three. Helen <laughs> the bottom Carter apparently better than Angela Lansbury. Good to know. Bar. Confirmed. Um, so first of all, I get that there's an emotional attachment to this. Fine. But when your emotional attachment is connected to something that has no emotion in it, I'm confused. Uh the main scene that I always point out to anytime Spence and I talk about this movie is a little priest. They're supposed to be having fun with that scene. It's the two of them being creative and fun and playful and witty. And the entire time, it's like, I have a little priest. I'm just like, oh my god, have a personality. It's almost like Russell Crowe might have been better at playing this part than John. Anyway, possibly. Uh, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> you it's wish almost you just could. Gerard Butler. How did the man put Gerard Butler would play this, play this part is so much better. That is actually, I would have. I would have loved to see Gerard Butler. It's saying pretty closely. It's saying for like yeah. he. I think his voice would actually lend to it. I agree. Uh, Holtzman, sweet time. Is is to to quote a poet by the name of Adelaide Spence. This movie is mid as fuck, and that's me being generous. I think there's a lot of very bad things about this. I think this movie makes Sweeney Todd not fun. You made a murder musical not fun, which I know that like phrasing it that way. I mean, like, mur- murder in the real world is not fun, but murder in musicals is usually quite amusing and quite fun. Um, and they just took the spirit out of this. They made it not fun. They made it boring. Um, yeah, also, all of the vocalists. How are, are you gonna? How, how are you gonna? How are you gonna ruin work. the opening number? How are you gonna? How are you gonna take out attend the tale of You song? ruined rap. Gonna, I think it's pretty easy. How are you gonna do that? How are you gonna take- we. <laughs> We put Jamie Campbell Bauer as as Jamie or as whatever the hell his name is. Anthony. And then he sings Joanna, which should be one of the most beautiful male solos in musical theater because it's the thing that every he's male tenor audition for every singer. show with. And he's eh. He's, he's mid. He's ooh. He gives me the ick, if I'm being honest with you. Alan Rickman, not good. Alan Rickman, not good. Helen Bonham Carter, not fun. Johnny Depp, not gross enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. We got Ooh. enough on that one. Awesome. Number three. 
my number three it's where it stops everyone had it in the top 10 so let's go baby it's little shop <laughs> i need to make a, a a clarification i want everyone to tell me what version of this are we talking about i clarify this with you already the good one bart it is, is the good one yeah okay i'm i'm picking the one that's not the movie okay everyone else is, is there one are we all doing the director's cut or the theatrical cut is what i'm asking directors sure i'm gonna do the theatrical okay all right uh hold to kick us off with a little shop of horrors um yeah this musical is so much fun i think the music in it is absolutely fantastic i think all of the numbers just hit and are so much fun uh Dentist is a great... <laughs> <laughs> oh. I need to uh, time him out again because clearly he didn't get the last <laughs> God damn it, also. I'm going to try and recover from this. Um, yeah, I think Dentist is a super fun villain number. Uh, I think uh, the way this movie has like two different villains and one of them is like you're kind of down with the one villain of uh of audrey too and being like oh this plant's eating people cool that's awesome but then like you have a dentist who's just kind of a jerk and you hate him with all of your guts and want to see him get eaten alive and murdered um is fantastic um mean green mother from outer space is an absolute banger feed me absolute banger skid row absolute banger suddenly seymour one of the greatest romantic duets in the history of musical theater uh don't feed the plants is a great number um just Banger after banger after banger when it comes to the music. Uh, Rick Moranis is great. Uh, Levi Stubbs as Audrey Two and the puppet mo like the puppetry on that uh, model are absolutely incredible and deserve to be talked about and like the all time for visual effects for a monster and for a creature. Um, yeah, Steve Martin absolutely hilarious as Orin the dentist. Um, great little cameos. Uh, like, is it Christopher Guest that plays the guy who's like? Hi, I love your flower. Goodbye. Like, just is there for 10 seconds and just says that. Uh, John Candy uh, is great in his little cameo. Uh, just there's so much to this. There's so much heart. There's so much fun. Uh, Bill Murray is absolutely fantastic. I want a long, slow root canal. I've been saving up all year for this. Um, yeah, just super fun. Absolutely love it. And then, yeah, the ending, because I'm going with the director's cut, I love the way this musical doesn't have a happy ending. I think that like having the ending where everything goes just absolutely terribly, horribly wrong, the world ends and it ends with them like bursting through the screen, I think is a fantastic choice. Uh, and it's stupid that that is not the version that was released in theaters, but Coho let me pick it for this. So yeah. Uh, who had it the next highest? And it's six, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, you have it higher yeah, than me. Probably. Go ahead. No, I have it at six. Yep, go ahead, Mark. Matthew okay. doesn't remember. Uh, so, uh, this show is just so much fun. It's the right amount of camp. Uh, it's over the top, but in a tasteful way. And I think that's because of Frank Oz's direction. Uh, I think the supper time sequence, legit tension. There's a lot of tension in that scene. <clears throat> um, I think the songs are great. I think Mankin and Ashman just had a, the time of their lives writing this. The puppetry is amazing. Uh, Levi Stubbs, 
yeah, you're right. Fantastic vocal performance there. The only thing that I don't love about this movie is Audrey. Um, specifically, I can't remember her name. I wanted to say it's like Carol Green or something like that. Uh, her yeah. performance, don't quite love it. Uh, main reason it's not in my top five. That's, it's amazing. I want to say I like Carol Green. I do enjoy her a lot. Uh, I'm just going to be repeating what everyone else said, so I'll just add to new things. Uh, Dentist is one of my favorite comedy songs ever put to Broadway. I, I love it. It is, like, The Dentist is one of my dream roles if I could learn how to fucking sing, but alas, I cannot. Uh, so here it is. I love Steve Martin in the role. Uh, I also just think that the romance between... Uh, Seymour and other girl. Uh, <laughs> I'm not thinking right now. I really enjoy it. It's really sweet. Um, they use yeah. the name in the movie twice, Spence. Two different characters. Twice? Same name. Yeah. What? Audrey. <laughs> Audrey. They're, I'm Spence so is tired. operated by a hamster running out of the Well, we got Audrey too. So what's the first one's name? Um, Gary. <laughs> <Bob>. <laughs> Okay, uh, Matthew, you're 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 not picking the director's cut apparently. Uh, go ahead and talk about Little Shop Horrors. This is mid, at best. I don't understand the hype. I don't like the music that much. He says it's a lot of camp. He's right. I don't like to visit that camp. I'd rather stay home. Um, I think there's good performances and some good songs, but I've never understood the love for this movie or the show as much as everybody claims to be. Um, I might add it to a watch list, like I'll watch it down the line to maybe see if it changes anything, but last time I just couldn't couldn't find the like love for this musical. And if I did put it if I did like it, I it's crazy that it's in the top ten. Like that's nutty to me. I think there are Yeah, whatever. So Little Shop of Horrors, uh, as a musical is my third favorite musical of all time. I love the musical Little Shop of Horrors. Um, I think the movie is done really well by Frank Oz in the director's cut when you have the good ending. Uh, I think it's a great version of it. Um, I think that Rick Moranis is amazing as Seymour. I think bringing Ellen Green back from the stage show is a fine choice. Um, I find her a tad bit annoying, but that's kind of what they're going for, so fine. Uh, C. Martin's fine. Um, he's not my favorite part of the movie, but I don't think he's a hindrance to it. I think he's just okay in it. Um... I love, is it Levi Stubbs or Levy Stubbs? I have no idea. Um, I think it's Levi. Uh, he's great as Audrey, too. Uh, great voice. All the music's great. Um, I love the uh, love the theatrical adaptation of the uh, show's ending with it coming through the screen. Uh, I think that the ending of Little Shop of Horrors is one of my favorite endings to a musical ever. Uh, so the theatrical cut is an abomination by changing it, but the director's cut uh, the version of it is a phenomenal film. Um, so, good choice. Definitely belongs to the top 10 musicals of all time. Uh, so, good job, y'all. Uh, we're on to number More two. Wrong. Number two's Matthew. What's your number two? Um, Hamilton. Number two's Hamilton. It's Sound of music. Oh, yeah. Sound of music. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. Sound of music. Talk about it. Oh man, I'm Matthew and I'm an idiot. Um, sound of music sucks. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was drunk when I made this list. I was completely inebriated. I didn't know what I was doing, and I decided 
that I would put the lesser Julie Andrews musical at two. You didn't even. Where did I have Mary Poppins? You did it. Not on your list. Yeah, I'm currently being. You Mary Poppins returns. I oh, I think I'm being checked into a psych ward because I need help. I'm in pain. I don't care about this musical. I think this musical sucks. It is so boring. The Nazis should have won. If we're being wow. real, in this movie, in this movie, I'm just. But Matthew, 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 if the Nazis won, you wouldn't get the Lion King. I mean, Scar was Hitler in that, too. So that's fine, too. Matthew, but listen. You as a proud Asian American. No, I just think overall, I feel, I think this is the music is boring. I think the overall like design. Didn't this win Best Picture? Best Picture. Yeah, yeah Like, what? Like why? I, I I I'm so confused how this even has like a cult following. How people like this? How people like this is? They're a group that if you're in the camp that likes this movie, like as the top or one of the top uh, two. Most human beings like this movie, Matthew. No, Most that's human not true. Beings are wrong. There's nostalgia in this one. I so, guarantee you. I hadn't watched this since like elementary school. Uh, okay, so, and, so on my list. Oh, then yeah, I'll shut the fuck up, Spence. Sound of music. Yeah, damn right. Uh, it's, I love it. It's awesome. You're delusional. Uh, we have a really real target. Kind of sweet. I think I think there's something to be said about just the way that she comes into their lives and just makes all the kids fall in love with her. And uh, it, it's hard. All right, I don't think it's the deepest film. I don't think it's the most thought-provoking one. Honestly, it could have been lower on my list. Just in, in overall, just like I can acknowledge that, like. Yo, it's weird that like we're gonna just like underplay the Nazis, which is a weird stance to take. But I do think I do think that overall it's a generally good time. I love that the nuns just like fucking Nazis by taking pieces out of the car. I think that's fun. And Christopher Plummer is very hot. Uh, uh, love. <laughs> Check my review, Cody. Check that my review. Has we are. To do anything. Yes, we are it does. A lot. Not about, doing that. Learning a Check. lot about. Spence's sexual fetishes here today. I can't. What, um, what's fetishizing Christopher Let, oh, let this be over. All right. So uh, I hadn't seen this in elementary school. I watched it. I think it's fine. I don't really get a polarizing take on either one of it. I think people who think it's atrocious. I don't think it's atrocious. I don't think it's God's gift to musicals either. It falls right in the middle. I think it's fine. Um, I like a couple of the songs, mostly all of them that show up in like the first half. Uh, once we're out of the first half, this movie just gets really long. Uh, so, not a huge fan. Not a huge hater. I think number two is an asinine take. Uh, way too high. But I have no issue with it being in the top 40. Just not the top 10. Not the top 10 whatsoever. Uh, Holtzman and, and Barbar, real quick, on side of music. This movie's boring. This movie's three hours long. I rewatched it last month. I don't hate it as much as I used to. But, like, I still don't care. I watched this for three hours sitting in a public park because no kids showed up to work. And so I had it downloaded on my phone um, and I didn't give a shit the entire time. Um, I think there's a full hour worth of content that you can cut from this movie, specifically everything involving the Baroness Elsevan Schrader. It doesn't matter. I don't care. 
It's completely pointless and useless. Some of the music is fun. Andrews is good because Andrews is Andrews, but she's also being wasted in this role, but she could be doing so much more. Plumber is fine. I don't care about any of the children. Um, why Why are we supposed to like her love interest when he's a Nazi? He, we're not supposed to. He's a Nazi. I don't know if, uh, if Robert Wise remembers this, but they were the bad guys um, and should be treated as such. Eh. Bar. I don't blame Robert Wise for that as much as I blame Rogers and Hammerstein. Like, this is easily one I of I mean, one of them is named Hammerstein. What yeah. side of the war do you think he was on? The Go fact ahead. that he was Jewish. Oh, well, I'm going to um, walk that one back. <laughs> 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 it's easily one of their worst shows. I think the only good thing about this is Robert Weiss's direction and camera work. Because um, visually, it's very pretty. But then, like, oh, we have this problem. Up oh, it's solved. Oh, there's this problem. Up oh, it's solved. Oh, there's a problem. Up oh, it's solved. Like, uh, the writing is really bad. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Bar, what's your number two? <laughs> Yeah, I'll save your ass here. Um, <laughs> more, more, <laughs> more Jewish people. Um, Fiddler on the roof. What, what, what trying to transition is that? <laughs> the Jewish kind. Did anyone else have Fiddler on the roof? And I'm Matthew. Is Donald Glover in this? Yes or no? Did I have this? No, Matthew did not. Did you two have it? No. 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 Okay. Bar all you. I think that in the history of musical theater, I think this might be the best libretto ever made. Um, basically, it's like the script, just the dialogue, the mm. words, things like that. I genuinely think it's the greatest libretto ever made. Um, I think the emotional attachment you get to Tevya is just so strong because his character is written so well. I think just like the relationship that he has with his family versus his town versus his religion is just such a great conflict. Um I think that all of the main characters are really well done. Uh, his wife is the romance between them is so strong and so believable and so loving. Um, especially when he's like lying to her and the lies just start to get bigger and bigger. Um, I think that there are some fantastic songs in here. Far from the home. I love is just such an emotional wrecking ball of a song. Um, as well as um, Do You Love Me? Um, and then you have like tradition and If I Were a Rich Man that just gives so much character development to the town and Tevya. I think that Norman Jewison did a fantastic job directing this. Like some of these shots are incredible. Um, and Topol just gives such an amazing performance as Tevya. Uh, he is instantly relatable and charming and charismatic. Um, I think that this is a fantastic show and a great, great movie. I had not seen this since I was in elementary school. Uh, this and Sound of Music were pretty consistently thrown on by the music class when the teacher didn't want to teach. Uh, and honestly, didn't remember anything about it. And I really enjoyed this. Um, I thought this was okay. phenomenal. 
Uh, I think Topol is incredible. Uh, one of my favorite Oscar nominations ever because it's going to have been very easily overlooked as a performance. I think he kills it. I think If I Were a Rich Man is one of the best single performances of a song by anyone in a movie musical. I think he has just raw energy. Um, I think he's so good throughout this. I love the the opening bit in the town where they're just sit, where they're sitting around and he's like, "You care about the world out there?" As the good book says, "Who can?" You, who, wait, how much stuff does the good book say? He just keeps throwing stuff into it. Is so uh, and no time for the good book. Time to eat. Uh, I'll tell you how the tradition began. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think that through through. I think every character is drawn out really well. Uh, where it's just like, I care about everyone throughout the entire movie. And I didn't feel the length. This movie's long. And yeah. I did not feel that length. It went really fast for me. So, uh, hella respect. Uh, the fact that you have this at two, I, I think it's a little high. But top ten musicals can totally get behind that. Can get behind that for sure. Um, insane to me that no one else had this. So, what's up, guys? No fifth on the roof. I always like to walk around my kitchen and saying, "Hi, I wish I was on." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh, that that alone could be top ten. I love that number. I think it's great in the movie. It's really great. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. The runtime has always scared me away from it again. But uh, no, definitely deserving. I love. I loved it the time I watched it. I need to. I definitely need to revisit it. I have not seen the film version of this in full. Um, I wanted to, and then again, trivia happened. And unfortunately, in this community, the moment trivia matches get set up, you stop watching movies you want to watch and start watching sports comedies. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, again, and this was one that I pushed lower on my list just because, like, it's three hours long. And I prioritized if I could watch two hour and a half long musicals, that's better than watching one three hour musical for the purpose of getting more things on my list in some cases. Um, I, From what I've seen, uh, everything I've seen of this is great. Um, yeah, If I Were a Rich Man and Topol's performance of it is so, so good. Um, if yeah, like I'm familiar with the stage show. Uh, I have the full script sitting in my closet with like notes and everything. Um, it's a great, great show. But yeah, I just didn't have the time to watch this. If those two uh, hour and a half long, those. those two hour and a half long musicals were *Anne in the Apocalypse* and *Across the Universe*, you made the wrong decision. Didn't rewatch uh, either Spence. of those for this, but also *Across the Universe* is two hours and fifteen minutes. Listen, I shut up, Spence. I've only seen the Alfred Molina sing the song, and it's hard to be Jewish in Russia, yo, and that's it. It's true. Uh, it is hard to be Jewish in Russia. Is it's the only version of Alfred Molina singing this song you've seen it as him dressed as Doc Ock? Wait, yeah. is he in the full musical? He was in a full musical version of it. Oh, wow. I, I've seen, like, nothing from this. I don't know much about it. Well, okay. I'm really disappointed. You've known me for three years. Okay, but what side of the war do we your number two. What's your number two, Spence? Al, are you, are you, are you, I should call you Din or you Allah. Uh, yeah, Aladdin. The lad, laddie. Yeah, I this had this at number 11. And this was not on Matthew's list. <laughs> but, but Matthew, you had Mamma Mia. Come on! What a piece of shit! What did he have? Did he have Lion King? Nope. No, he does not have any animated musicals. 
Matthew again. Matthew has no animated musicals at Mamma Mia at number nine. Uh, Adelaide Spence, uh, continue with the laugh. This is perfect. No skips, only bangers. Uh, I had a lot of deep thoughts. We've talked about this a million times. One of the most talked about movies on this fucking show. I have nothing to add. If you haven't seen it, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, get drunk and then watch this and watch it again. <laughs> yeah, so I had this at 11. <laughs> um, I think that this is some of Disney's best animation. Uh, the Cave of Wonders in general is such a fantastically animated uh, location. Um, the songs are fantastic. Arguably uh, Mankin and Ashman's best work. Um, it's a shame that Ashman died as young as he did because I think that they could have just been like the most legendary songwriting duo of all time. Um, and the characters are just so relatable. Um, I love Robin Williams' performance. It's one of my favorite performances of all time. Scar uh, Jafar is a fantastic villain. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen it yet, I don't understand what's going on. No one else had it. So uh, Aladdin, I think, is an all-time great. Uh, uh, one of my favorite animated movies of all time. One of my all-time favorite animated musicals. This absolutely deserves to be in the top 40. It's definitely Alan Menken and Howard Ashman's best musical. Um, it's their best work uh, together. And I think that shows. There's absolutely no bad songs. Um, I think Prince Ali is great. I think Friend Like Me is great. Obviously, we talk about Robin Williams all the time because he's legendary and deserves the praise. Um, Arabian Nights is a really great opening song. One Jump Ahead is a great character song for Aladdin. I love that song. Um, it's just phenomenal all the way through. There's really nothing else you can say about Aladdin. I think number two is a very valid place to have Aladdin. Great choice. Uh, Holtzman, you have five animated musicals. You allotted yourself room for five. And you chose The Prince of Egypt, uh, Mulan. Uh, you chose Belle. You chose Beauty and the Beast. Uh, you chose Moana. Uh, so, Aladdin. Not better than those five. Same with Lion King. Not claiming that. Aladdin, here, here's my thing with Aladdin. I have only seen this film once. I saw it for the first time when I was 19 years old. Oh my god. I haven't wow. seen it since. It was a weird and, one that I missed as a kid, or at least. And you've seen any apocalypse how many times? Enough. Wait, um, it's my time to talk. How old are you? I'm 22. Wow. Okay. I. So I've only seen this once, and I started for the first time when I was 19. And I think because of that, on my first watch, I like I wasn't enamored with it the way I would be if I had like fallen in love with this as a kid and grown up with it. I think absolutely on rewatches, this could grow on me, but just with my personal exposure to this musical, it was never going to make a top 40 favorites because as great as I think this is objectively, I don't have that like inherent fondness for it that a lot of other people do. And again, between that and my setting my limit of only five animated musicals, there was just a lot that it had to overcome to get one of those spots that I don't think it could. Um, I think on rewatches, this can only go up. 
Um, but if we're going to blame someone for this, blame Jafar for not fixing the socioeconomic inequality. <clears throat> Thank you. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Ted, Ted Elliott and Terry Rosie did not break their backs writing one of Disney's best movies and, and Megan and Ashman writing the best of their music. We'd be fucking putting it behind the anime Beauty and the Beast. Anyway, Matthew. I mean, two and Lion King was Lion King lower. He didn't have. Uh, I had Lion King then. Spence had Lion King. Spence had Lion King and had. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. All right. Um. Again, Aladdin. Well, Aladdin by two all time for Disney. Um, like musical. I think Lion King and Aladdin. I love all the music inside this movie. I don't love a whole new world, but. That's just because it was the title track, and I think that's the, the one that played it up. Robin Williams being able to sing and like do as much character work as he is in those two songs that are literally like the greatest. But I would like the introduction to like the world that we're in. Like that's underrated. Like how this movie introduces like the Cave of Wonder and like him also like doing the Arabian Night like with Arabian Nights playing. Like that's like I love that song. Um, yeah, great villain, great overall. I don't know musical wise. That's always a tough one for me. But I've listened to these music, these songs nonstop since I was little. So uh, two, two is a fair spot, absolutely. Okay, Cameron Olson, what's your number two? Number two is going to make or break my list. I forced uh -huh. Caleb Coho to commit a crime in order to see my number two on my list because my number two is not available to watch if you are from America. This is true. Go ahead and talk about Sunshine. You will have your chance to talk, Spence, but for now you will be quiet and you will listen. Sunshine on me. For those who are not aware, which is probably everyone watching this at home, is a jukebox musical with all music from the Proclaimers, who are the 500 Miles guys, but they have other songs, as I learned from this movie. Um, it is directed by Dexter Fletcher, the man behind Rocket Man and the good parts of Bohemian Rhapsody, not the bad parts. Those are Brian Singer. Um, it stars George McKay and some other people. Um, I really, really like this movie. This is one that I stumbled across a few years ago, and I just, I fell in love with this movie. I think it's so wonderfully charming. I think it's just a simple, easy story, which you don't get in a lot of musicals. There's always so much, like, over-the-top drama, so much going on. And Sunshine on Leaf is just the story of, two men returning home from their time in the military and trying to readjust to their normal lives and to the relationships that they have at home. And I think the way that it portrays the differences in their experiences is fantastic. Uh, where you have Ali uh, who comes back to like his whole family, uh, the woman he loves and is like just regaining these relationships and everything seems to be going mostly fine, but, as things go along, you realize they're not as great as they are. Like he proposes to his girlfriend, she says no, and he kind of starts to spiral after that. Um, and then you have Davy who comes back kind of to almost nothing except for his found family, which is Ali's family. Uh, and he starts a new relationship uh, with Yvonne, played by Antonia Thomas, who's fantastic. Uh, and the way that relationship goes, 
Uh, and then you also have uh, Allie's parents, uh, or sorry, or Davy's parents. Sorry, I swapped which one's found family and whatnot. Uh, but you have Davy's parents uh, who are going through a hard time in their marriage because it's found out that the father has an illegitimate daughter from an affair that he used to have. And the way it all boils over at the scene where it is the anniversary, like the massive anniversary celebration, and you have this fight and you can see like the instincts that they still have from the military come out. And it's genuinely like scary for their partners, specifically for Yvonne, where she tries to get him to stop fighting and he like moves to almost hit her. And it's a really powerful and scary moment. Um, but then the music of this is fantastic. The way this movie opens, it opens like with them in an army personnel carrier singing Sky Takes the Soul. And it's so good. And then you get I'm On My Way where it's the two of them back home and it's just really fun. Um, the Then I Met You sequence is great where it's them just like in front of a window and it's full shadows is beautiful. Um, the 500 miles sequence is really, really charming and really, really fun. It's the climax of the movie. Um, uh, over and done with where they're just getting drunk in a bar and having fun and realizing that like they have some unresolved issues that they need to work through. Uh, the let's get married sequence where he's planning on how to propose is really, really fun where again, they're just like in a bar. It takes music that should not lend itself to a musical and just manages to weave a completely original, simple and well-made narrative. And I wish more people could see this. This is a movie that I cannot recommend enough. I think this movie is fantastic. This was my shit. Uh, this was really fun. Um, I was not expecting a musical with Proclaimers music to be entertaining. Uh, yet it was. Um, Dexter Fletcher directs the absolute shit out of this with a bunch of people that I think are okay. Like, like on paper, all these people are like, nobody so i don't have any attachment and like their performance so this is george all... mckay six years george, before george mckay six out. years prior to becoming george mckay uh but he's everyone in it is like solid they're all giving good performances i i think the over and done with sequence is my favorite number in the entire movie i think it's directed phenomenally um i think this is really good i think this is a very worthy inclusion on the top 40 i'm glad i finally watched this number two is pretty high pretty high I, I don't really have an issue with this being in your top 10 if it were, like, 10 or 9. But, like, number 2, really high. That's a little... Mm. Uh, but it is very good. I do really enjoy it. I do join you in recommending it to everyone because I sat there the entire time wondering when 500 Miles would play. Uh, and I sat there the entire movie. And when it finally happens, you're like, yeah, all right, fuck it, let's go, finally, the one that you know. They uh, they make you wait for they it because they know it's the one it. song you know. <laughs> And it's worth it. It's worth the wait. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I'm guessing none of you three have seen Sunshine on me. One of them has. Bar, you're muted. Sorry. I have been dying to see this movie for a long time. But you even DVD copies of it can't play on DVD players in most of America. So, I Bar, love what you do. Bar, what you doing after this? I have, going to bed. Going to bed? Yeah. yeah. Um, say, it's on if it's bedtime, you, you have a VPN, I, it's on Canadian Tubi. Um, mm, we'll Spence. But I, I do want to say just real quick. Um, I have heard the soundtrack, and Sunshine on Leith is one of my favorite songs, and they do 
so good on this in the uh, uh, soundtrack. Spence, touch on leaf. It's fine. I remember basically nothing from it. It's entirely unremarkable, and I don't really love the music or the performances. It's just sort of like there. They're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're not Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd enough for you. He's better than every single person in this movie. That's so a mile. So incorrect. That, uh, all right. Wow. We're on to number ones. We're almost done. We're going to say Matthew and Spence for last because they have the same number one. Uh, Bar, what's your number one? No, I have, the 25th anniv- I have the 25th anniversary of Les Mis. Okay. Uh, Bar, what's your number one? My number one, you all know. <laughs> Wait, number- that go? <laughs> it's my number three movie of all time. Uh, maybe number two at this point. It's 1961's West Side Story. And that was um, my four. Alright, everyone had this, so we'll talk about it. Go ahead. I think that this is one of the greatest directed movies of all time. Um, I think the America sequence is arguably my favorite sequence in a musical. One of my favorite scenes ever. Um, the chemistry between the cast is incredible. Uh, <clears throat> I think that, as I've said before, I think one of the greatest strengths this movie has is that, that that's bar, right? That's not me. Yeah, that's bar. Right? That's bar. Okay. Just making Same. sure. All right, I'm back. Um, yeah. You can see every... You, like, the dancing in this is incredible, and the way they capture it, you can really actually enjoy the dancing. Um, and I think that uh, Rita Moreno, George Sakiris, Russ Hamblin uh, are all giving incredible performances. I even really like Natalie Wood in this. Um... I give her the slight edge over Ziegler, but not by a lot. Um, and it's just just the use of colors in this is incredible, especially during the dance at the gym. I think that this is just one of the greatest things ever put to film. Alton. Uh, yeah, this is my four. I hate Romeo and Juliet. It's a shit play. And it's bad. The fact that this is based on that, and I love it, is a miracle. This takes the most boring, melodramatic story ever written and turns it into something that I love. I think that all of the performances are firing on all cylinders. Uh, Richard Bamer as Tony is great. Natalie Wood as Maria is great. Say what you want about Rachel Ziegler. Maybe I'll like her performance more once Caleb Bowman murders her. Uh, Rita Moreno is... <laughs> Don't you put that evil on everybody! Hold on. Hold on. What, what did he say? <laughs> I had to go for it. Um, Rita Moreno as Anita is absolutely incredible. George Shakiris, Russ Hamblin, all absolutely just firing on all cylinders. The choreography is fantastic. The directing is amazing. All of the music being performed is just phenomenal. Um, 
and the few changes that it makes from the stage show um, are absolutely welcome and honestly maybe even improve it with the reordering of some of the songs. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is just like, I think this is the, like, it's not my number one, but I think if you're asking me to pick the movie musical of all time, this is that movie. This is what every movie musical has been trying to be since 1961. Um, yeah, I think like this movie, it's hard to do better than this. Matthew. Matthew's not here right now. Uh, Spence, you can talk about it until Matthew gets back. It's great. It's really good. I like the remake slightly better, but that's because I've seen that one twice and this one once. They are dead even. And as you three would know, because I ever shut the fuck about the remake, that means this one's fucking great. I really like it. I hated it the first time I watched it. And then I rewatched it with Cameron Redshaw, Andrew Barr, and Jake Meltzer. And everyone cried, and it was a great fucking time. I look forward to rewatching it in. Nightmare blood rotation. Twelve weeks. Yeah. (laughs) It's a wild. What a wild group to watch a movie with. But we all love Hamilton, which helps. Uh, And I'm watching it in like twelve weeks, and I'm excited for that. And that's most I can say. Matthew. Jeez, mom, I'm I'm talking about musicals. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um. uh, (laughs) So. I haven't revisited either one. I gave this one four stars, which I think I accidentally just dropped off the half when I made the rating, because I think it is a four and a half star movie. I've said that everybody has a dance limit. This one, I hit it. This one is, this one where the first one, the new one doesn't rely on it as much, is like, ooh, cops are coming. Like they have to twirl around. I understand, but like, like a musical, like, like, okay, if you're going to adapt it, they're going to be dance numbers. But when you're running away from the cops, you shouldn't do a pirouette before you run. I'm sorry, you just shoot it. Look, Cody, you've never been in a gang in New York in the 1960s. You don't know how it was. Jazzy, yeah. let's go. Fossey, 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 Fossey. What if this is their gang sign, okay? So... That's why I like the original. That's the one take from the new one that I like, the remake, because I think that's overall, I enjoy that more. Um, but overall, I think the performances in this one are out, like, better than the remake, in my opinion. Um, there are areas that are pros and cons, but I think, like, who won the, who played the yeah, she, her versus what's the girl that is? I think they're right in line with each other. I don't think one's better. Than, I think they're both, but I think that she had to like she had the framework in front of her to play that character. I've said that before. I think that is. Um, I just like, Moreno on set. Yeah, I still say America is the greatest like movie movie sequence of all time. The Natalie Wood Rachel, I think there's a lot of hype on Ziggler, and that's fine. I don't think she's bad or anything. I don't think she's as great as everybody claims her, her to be in this movie. I think she's good. But I think Natalie Wood overall wasn't really she wasn't she didn't sing everything in she the original. All, she doesn't sing, so yeah, I give Ziggler I will always give Ziggler the edge on that because of the singing. But overall, 
I think like that final showdown, like enough enough for me, you, you and everybody, like I think that moment is just fantastic. So it's deserving of the one spot, definitely. Yeah, this movie is incredible. It deserves to be in your top ten. Uh, deserves to be number one, even. I think it's a very fitting number one. Um, we talked about the remake earlier. I think this is a better movie than the remake. Um, I think all the musical numbers are done incredibly in this. I think Jerome Robbins' dance direction is incredible, uh, even if it is extremely exaggerated. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone is necessarily bad in this movie. Like, I think everyone in this movie is really good, whereas in the remake, I can point to a couple people who I think are actively not good. I'm happy we have both versions, though, I which I would I wouldn't have said three years ago. Like I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said a year ago. Yeah, like, I I I'm shocked I liked the remake as much as I did. But I think that Me this too. movie is. I think it's like hopping in a time capsule and like seeing it like in a modern. It's not. It's a very. It's very different. Two very different I movies that are very good in their own right. But this is. <laughs> I think this is the superior version. Maybe that's just because we've had it for longer. But I think this movie's great. Uh, so, good choice. Adelaide Spence and Matthew Chen, talk about your number one. Not Holtz. What? what? No? Your number okay. one, Spence. Hey, Matthew. You want you to love Emma Stone singing? <laughs> Couldn't disagree more. Go ahead, Spence. This is perfect. I don't know. This is my 30 something. Everyone this- had it. I want yeah. to say it was like my seven. Because we all agree it's a fucking amazing five star perfect with no flaws. You guys uh, are stupid. I got I got a, I got a fun Well, you know who the host you. is, so good job. Good job for passing the test of pandering. I'm the I'm the person you're looking at. That's textbook pandering. Thank you for being <laughs> I'm the person you're looking up ghost. This is not that's not my point of the show. That being said, fun fact for Matthew. I hated this. I don't say hate it. I did not like it the first time I watched it. I thought it was good. I hated the ending. I thought it sort of brought down the whole film. And I've seen it five times since then. And this is, is one of the most special, perfect, amazing films ever made. I think it speaks leagues about just someone who wants to grow up to be a filmmaker, to be an actor, to be a lot of shit. And this film hits all of it on the head. I think it has one of the best endings ever in film history. I think that every song in this is immaculate. Uh, it's just... I don't know what else there is to say because the host of the show has brought it up in every list he's ever made. It's just perfection. Matthew, you really don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. So. No, I don't. So, like, I, I just think, like, five maybe makes sense because it took somebody probably in this community five times to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to finally understand what Tarantino was going with. Um, so with this, this just basically proved that Hey, if you're in a Hollywood studio and you want to shoot for your dreams and you're like an up-and-coming actress and you could possibly like get cast in this new musical, instead they'll cast the two people that already have chemistry together called Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, even though one can't fully sing and the other is fine at best. And then they'll put this in the musical about the city lights and of all this dream of L.A., and um, they'll make it a bunch of songs that are not rememberable at all and um, really boring. And the first song uh, sets you up for this musical that you think is going to be really good because the song is actually pretty okay. And then, then they decide to take you behind the dumpster outside of a Whole Foods and sh- put a bullet in your head. It is literally just a drain of a movie. It makes no sense. There's, it's When I walk out of a musical and have want to have fun with it and sing the songs after, this is not that. They ca- they the coho gives one movie a pass and the other he shoots it in the head. He says Lay Mez, they used wrong actors, wrong thing, and then he defends and justifies Law La Land. 
It's the same premise. They cast Russell Crowe because Russell Crowe sold the movie. If they would have cast anybody else besides Emma Stone or Ryan Gosling, they wouldn't have got the return on investment. And the best thing about this film is when they all stood on the uh, the Oscar stage and they're like, there's been a mistake. Moonlight won Best Picture. The best redeeming thing. That's how they should have cut into the movie and finished it. Is that a higher between Holson and Mark? Bar. Yeah, I am. Probably. Uh, I did. I, I had a moron. So, Cody, you want to know who the original people that were cast in these roles were? Miles Teller and, really and Emma Watson. Um, I think I think we got the better option. Um, so I, I don't know. So I think my love of this movie comes from my love of the Umbrellas of Sherborg because they kind of take a lot from it. Um, but. I do really like the chemistry of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I think there are some scenes that are incredible. I like the planetarium sequence is genuinely beautiful. Um, I think I think it's got some strong songs, some strong scenes, um, and some strong performances. Uh, go ahead, Olson. This was my thirty-seven. I made it. I would like to state before any judgment is passed, Coho, we had a deal before this show was made that I would rewatch it and shenanigans. It, this is not shenanigans. This shenanigans was my for rewatching the film. If I rewatched it, regardless of if or where it ended up on my list, I would be free of judgment and get praised for having it only. This was my condition. <laughs> It is so, 37. I'm so shenanigans? Ryan shenanigans. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, I'm, hey shenanigans. I'm not allowed to shenanigans with the other panelists. The Ladies and gentlemen, story. we got him. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> I just wanted you to, I wanted you to watch it again. And no matter what, I'm if it was on your list or not, you're going to get shit regardless. <laughs> oh, so if it was my number one, I was going to get shit. Uh, you were gonna get a little bit of shit movie. because you would have gotten was, shit because I know it's fake. It's not <laughs> fake. I think that the singers are bad. I think that the plot is good. I think that this makes thirty-seven because I care about the story and the journey that the characters are going on. If I was judging this fully based on the music, no. no I will no. say that. That that is an interesting take that I haven't put. If you remove the music from this and make this not a musical, I'm on board with the story. But they have to put a tone deaf singer in there. But Stone's performance, singing aside, good. Gosling's performance, singing aside, good. I don't care that he learned how to play the piano for this movie. Six-year-olds learn how to play the piano because their parents make them. They're not getting paid millions of dollars and getting Oscar nominations for it. It is good. It is criminally overrated by many co-hosts in this community. It made my list not because of the music. Another Day of Sun is good. Someone in the Crowd is good. Basically, all the non-solo musical numbers I'm fine with. But the moment we leave either of the leads alone to sing, I don't care. I put it on my list. Are you happy now? No, fuck you. Uh, because it was cool. a false, false tribute. It's uh, not a false tribute. It's just that I don't like the music part of the musical. 
I, I mean, obviously, I've talked about this enough. It's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, it's not my favorite musical of all time. Uh, so, no, it's not my favorite musical of all time, because that'd be Hamilton. Uh, but uh, La La Land, favorite movie. I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, I watched it again last night. Uh, it baffles me that this lost film editing to Hex Irish. I don't get it. Uh, the editing in this movie is amazing. Uh, it's really well done. Um, I think this movie is immaculate through and through. It's a perfect movie. Um, I've talked about it enough. Good call for all of you to have it. Uh, even Holtzman, who put it on just to pander. Uh, but I it's didn't put it on just to pander. I watched it to pander. I put it on because I kind of believe in it. <laughs> Fair. Uh, all right. Holtzman closes out your number one. How are we ending the show? My number one, which I don't did, did anyone have my number one besides me? I Yes, they did. Okay. My number one is my favorite musical of all time, and I'm happy there's a pro shot of it. I'm seeing it in person on Sunday. It has come from away. Uh, yeah, I had that. Uh, Matthew did not have that, but Spence did. I had it. 20 I haven't seen it personally either, so. Perfect. Oh. Um, yeah, I think as someone like as a canadian individual this speaks a lot more to me than many musicals will because like there is a lot of canadian things in this musical that speak to me um but just this musical brings more like makes me more emotional than any other musical does i think the way that this is able to perfectly balance its tone in a way that every five minutes you can go from profusely weeping to laughing your ass off and back is just absolutely brilliant. The way that it takes the story that people are likely completely unaware of and you know everything that you need to know and it completely sets it up and does it all in a very, very brisk runtime. Like this is not a long show by any means. Um, I think it's just so well done. Uh, the opening number sets the scene so well. Uh, you have so many memorable characters. Um, with the cast, everyone is playing multiple different people, and it works so brilliantly well, just with the smallest of costumes, uh, costume changes and stuff like that. Um, I think the set design is perfectly minimalist, where it is literally just like tables and chairs being brought in and out and almost nothing else um i think prayer is one of the greatest songs written for a musical ever i think it's absolutely beautiful the way it's written the way it sets the tone of it the way it builds tension is just phenomenal i think jen Colella is a standout performance as the female pilot me in the sky is an incredible female solo and a beautiful number um but yeah the show also has just so much heart and humor um the the sexy doctor sequence uh where it's just all of them like putting on gloves and lab coats uh is absolutely fantastic i think that um the entire like them getting the supplies uh, where he constantly and especially like I don't know if I don't know if y'all have Shoppers Drug Mart in America, uh, but okay. But when we have Trader Joe's, but when he's getting supplies, he's kind of like, so I'm back to Shoppers, so I'm back to Shoppers. Just like as a Canadian, where there is a Shoppers, there are 
five shoppers drug marts less than five minutes away from where i live um is a great joke um yeah this this is just like a really close to my heart musical i think it needs to be seen by more people it is so powerful it is so beautiful so funny the music is incredible um yeah this is my favorite musical film stage or otherwise i absolutely adore it and i get to see it live on sunday fun fact the guy from bars musical memphis was one of the original members of that cast it's not in the pro shot though because right we don't talk to the tony performances though um that's not what we're talking about (laughs) i talk about it i had this at 29. um Yeah, uh, I don't want to take too long on this, um, but I will say uh, I love Celtic music when it comes to like musicals, um, and it sounds amazing here. Uh, Thirty-eight planes. Well, like that was the moment that it like grabbed me by the throat and just was like making me tear up, um, especially having been, you know, alive around that time. Uh, it connected to me emotionally. Um, the songs are fantastic. The performances are fantastic. And I, the minimalistic design just really enhances the experience. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Spence. I am, uh, I was, I think this is a lot. I've only seen it once. So it had, it, it, the fact that it debuted at 28 is selling really good. That being said, I've listened to the soundtrack repeatedly since I sent in the final list. It would be higher. I do enjoy it a lot. It wouldn't have been this high. It would not have made my top 20, but it's it's really good. And I get why Holtzman likes it. I think favorite of all time is a little nuts. Uh, if you're French Canadian, would you still like it? This isn't this doesn't take place in French Canada. But like if you were French Canadian, would it still like mean this much to you? Like if you if you spoke French and you liked uh, snails? Like so would, is, is the it, fuck so, is, so so what are I, we doing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. There's a very inherent... if I still care about 9-11 if Guys, I spoke there is an inherent everyone shut up. There is an inherent failure that this musical has. And it's that it takes place in Canada. It's that I don't believe in Canada. Um, but, <laughs> but this musical makes me want to believe in Canada for how kind they are. Uh, in that one moment in time. The rest of you are assholes. Uh, but Come From Away is good. I enjoy it quite a lot. Uh, I've only seen it, uh, I think, once or twice. Um, watched it with the express purpose of this, uh, and I thought it was solid. Uh, I do enjoy it. It makes me tear up a little bit. Uh, I think it's a very emotional show with great music. Uh, it's truly an ensemble piece. I don't really know how they were able to pick one person to stand out, but if you're going to pick one person, she's probably a good choice. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a great show, number one of all time. I'm not ready to call it that. Probably never will be, but I get it. I understand it. Uh, Matthew. Oh, also, I need it? to shout out Caesar Samayoa, uh, who plays Ali uh, and also one of the Kevins probably the best performance in that show specifically during prayer and on the edge the way he is able to show that character phenomenal uh matthew you have not seen it correct cool all right so we are done we've done it we've made it it's the end of the top 40 so we're gonna go ahead 
uh, and we are going to give out grades for this week uh, for who wins the final week. Uh, in last place, should not shock them, it's Adelaide Spence. Um, Adelaide Spence has Rocky Horror, has uh, Sweetie Todd 2007, which is the biggest hit. Chicago, eh. A Star is Born is also not a musical, so that hurts you a lot as well. Uh, in third place, Matthew Chen. Uh, Mama Mia at nine is your big, big hit. Young Girls Rose Road at three, too high, don't love it. Sound of Music, too, don't love it. I couldn't agree. I should be lying. We, did it bar. Okay. we we beat the lowest standard possible. Woo! Let me get my cigar. You're number two this week. I wanted to know that it was actually quite close uh, between the two of you. Uh, but your number two this week is Cameron Holtzman. Yeah. Uh, it came it. down to Hedwig and the Angry Inch, Across the Universe, and then the Apocalypse. That run right there really yep. brought your list down. Um, which means your winner for the final week is Andrew Barr. Uh, who I think had a pretty strong run. The only one I don't adore is in American Paris, uh, and I hate the Muppet movie. But other than that, I think you had fit, you're the only one to have Fiddle on the Roof. You had the Lion King in your top ten. Uh, yeah, on the whole, gotta give it to you. I, I can't be mad at not beating that with what I had. <laughs> so uh, it comes down to the final grades and the final top forty. Uh, I'll give you your combined list momentarily, but first we're going to give out the overall grades for the show. In last place is Matthew Chen. Yeah! Uh, Matthew <laughs> way too many picks that I think Calm are just outright, outright awful movies. Uh, had things like A Hard Day's Night. Uh, Facts. He had... Uh, he had uh, Mary uh, Poppins Returns Matthew. garbage. He had Rocky Horror at 22. He had The Last Five oh. Years at number 20. Legally Blonde at 12 was bad. Mamma Mia at 9. Uh, you had Cabaret. Uh, you met. also have the A Star is Born non-musical. A lot of Fred Astaire movies that I think are just not great. Uh, in third place is Alex Spence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The mermaid musical, The Lure, really sucks. Uh, you have Sweeney Todd at three, which is fucking My list could have been worse. That was just annoying. For you, have a non, you have a non-musical at eight, like I said. Um, all that jazz, I give you all passes. It's borderline a musical. Uh, yeah. Not 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 a great collection. Uh, in number two, and I mean this by a razor's edge, is Andrew Barr. Damn it. Uh, okay. Andrew Barr is coming in second, mainly because he has the Muppet movie, My Fair Lady, 1776, Pennies from Heaven, Jesus Christ Superstar, The Bandwagon, all movies that I really did not like um, through and through. Though you did give me a lot of movies that I did enjoy for the first time. You also had things like The Music Man that I don't love, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes that I didn't love. You had the Muppets, but everyone had the Muppets. So, uh, Oliver, I didn't love. Idlewild, I didn't love. Um, yeah, a lot of things in the middle that I just wasn't passionate about. Uh, Cameron Holtzman tried his best to lose it at the end. He wins literally by a point. Uh, so, I I give it to him mostly for not having as many things that I hate. Um, Come from away, great. I loved Sunshine and Leaf. Gave me everybody's talking about Jamie that I loved, Bye Bye Birdie that I loved. Um, yeah, so barely. It's You two were very, very close throughout the entire thing. Came down to the very end. Bar Kingston almost, and Bias. Bar almost, I'm not going to lie, Bar almost won it tonight. Uh, it was really close. Uh, so your combined top 40 uh, from 40 and up. 40, Hedrick and the Ingridge, 39 Across the Universe, 38 and the Apocalypse, 37 Gentlemen for Blondes, 36 The Muppet Movie. 35, 2007, Sweetie Todd, Sunshine Leaf, Killer on the Roof, Belle, Beauty and the Beast, 
on all that jazz. The pro shot of Sweet Todd correctly being higher. Rocky Horror at 26 is gross. Yeah! Young Girls are Roaster at 24. My, my fair lady. My lady at 21 is an egregious decision. Did Matthew have Rocky Horror? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, how did it get there? I didn't think Egregious he decision. Let's see how uh, high it is. A Star is Born, a non-musical being the number 20 of all time is terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's number nine. So your top ten in the Heights, Mamma Mia Two, Mary Poppins, Umbrellas of Cherbourg, Tick Tick Boom, La La Land, Hamilton, West Side Story, Singularity, and your best musical, according to everyone, is Little Shop of Horrors. Um, oh, a pretty decent top ten. I actually like every movie so far in that top ten. I would say I enjoyed all of them. Uh, Hamilton at four should be three spots higher at number one. Uh, should be the number one movie on this list. Uh, that's your combined list overall. A lot of hell on that list. A lot of hell on that list. That's an awful top 40 list. Uh, fucking a musical that's not a musical is in the top 20. I can't believe you guys did this. Uh, this has been the Top 40 Musical Series. Thank you guys so much for joining us for four weeks. Uh, next week, we are back with a 2010s draft. Uh, we're going to be drafting uh, the best movie, best performance, best use of a song, best poster, and best quote. Uh, within that draft, you have to take one of each uh, for that draft, we'll be back next week with that. Uh, thank you to Matthew. Thank you to Bar. I need three people. Three and three people. Uh, thank you to Matthew. Thank you to Bar. Thank you to Spence. Thank you to Holtzman. Thank you to Cody and Mike for filling in for Matthew, who was sick today uh, and unfortunately could not be here for the last week. Uh, but I had a blast. I hope you all had a blast. Uh, we'll see you guys next week when we top when we draft 2010s. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Man, I'm getting out of here.